Hello and welcome to Beer Plus Three. My name is Jeff. I am here with the inventor of Belgium, Mike Zamora. Oh, hello. And the man who loves question marks, Rick Anderson. Do I, Do I really? And here's our podcast, Beer Plus Three. What exactly does Beer Plus Three mean? It's Plus Three Beer. It's, it's magic beer. Oh, plus magic three. beer. I thought, no, I was just making shit. I came it's... up with how many titles for this podcast? Yeah, there were a lot. A See, lot. I just I just was brainstorming, you know, I'm out there. You know. Beer Plus Three, I, I, I get it now, thank you. But we're, 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 how I seen it was our beer skills, like as it was a skill, mm-hmm. had a plus three to it. That could be, you can construe it as that. Or you can... You can you can you can take it as beer, and there's three of us. We're drinking beer. It's multi-headed. It is. It's, it's multi-headed. It's, it's like a beast. Oh, it's the Hydra. Right. Um, anyway, and, and then I forgot to start our uh, lovely clock. Um, all right, there's the introductions. Um, is that a clock or a bong? Uh, it's, it's, it's not a bong. Um, today's subjects. Uh, I think today we're going to be discussing, apparently, Rick... We're going to be yeah, discussing... Yeah. No, we need to turn that away from Jeff, because no. Jeff is very loud, so it picks up both of you. You're okay. both, you both have been a low talkers, and I I, I, I speak from a diaphragm. I was, I was a, a thespian in my past life. So, uh, is that what the I actually had a card. I have a card. I had a card yeah. back in the day. I was part of the thespian troop, yeah, da, da. Yeah. Um, because thespian, you know, Do you know what thespians are? Yes. Okay. I've seen them in the park before. <laughs> <laughs> Bellingham. Uh, today we're going to discuss Rick. We're going to discuss budgets. I don't know. I think that's between Mike and Rick. Um, after the mic, we're going to, um, previously on, we're going to be discussing what happened after the mics went off. We're going to also be continuing our discussion about Mike's libido. That sounds wild. It's pretty much all about Mike's today. And apparently there's cougars on the beach in Bellingham. <laughs> So here we go. Oh, I know where I'm going right after this. <laughs> he got the wrong kind of cougar. But I always think the uh, the, the the cougars in uh, a lot of the you, you always see them in like British films. I don't know. They always seem more attractive than the cougars we have here. I don't know why. Maybe it's the foreign thing. Maybe it's the, the the scrawniness and the lipstick and the four foot cigarette that has like three feet of ash on it. I don't know. It could be the breeding. Well, I'm trying to think of the last. You mean the inbreeding? <laughs> if that's what it takes, I'm all for it. It just reminds me of. Uh, did you ever see Spaced? No. Sorry. Uh-huh. Haven't seen Spaced. You have to watch Spaced. There's a their landlord is awesome, and she is exactly that. She's like so Hello. Is that a TV series? Yeah, it's uh, if, if you ever watched Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, yeah, World's okay. End, the World's End, yeah, the World's End. Right. Uh, those guys made those are all basically hot. Uh, sorry, Shaun of the Dead. Uh, even Edgar Wright says it's like it's like season three, is what it is. So huh. go back and watch it. It's '90s glory. Well, that's not where I would have went with British cougars that are hot. Because recently, did you guys see the movie with the? Uh, I don't even remember the name of it now. Because in my mind, the movie is called Coke Out of the Asshole. <laughs> Wall Street. Oh yeah, oh. that's a great movie. Uh, the Wolves of Wall Street. The Wolves of Wall oh, Street. No, that's pa- a- Patsy oh. Stone. Now that's a hot cougar. Betsy Stone. Oh, yeah, she was in the Ab, Ab Fab. I don't know what the actress is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Holy smokes. Yes. And she is freaking hilarious. She's a very funny lady. Um, why don't we go ahead and open our first beer? Go ahead and see where that says that. 
says that our yes. first beer because we haven't had any yet. We haven't had any. <laughs> wink, we would wink. never have beer before we start a podcast. That would be, be unprofessional. Terrible of us. Yeah. Terrible. But now, gentlemen, you're get... sitting in front of my mother. I've never had beer before. That's mama. That's, That's mama. mama. By the way, uh, Mike needs an audience, so he created one by uh, what was her name again? Ann Ramsey. Ann Ramsey. He, yeah. he printed out a picture of Ann Ramsey. It looks like this is actually a photo from uh, Goonies. She played the mother of the gangsters in Goonies. Oh, yeah. And that is a picture of her. And he, she is facing Mike. She's mean mugging me. Yeah. She, she happens to remind me of my mother quite a bit. Only she's, she's much that, Your mother look like that? Mm, she's not thick. Mm. <laughs> oh, wow. That is so what, interesting. Hold on. I'm looking it up right now. Oh, we're okay, going okay. to go ahead and introduce the beer in just a moment. We actually, I went to Maggie's Pub in Ferndale. Who knew Ferntucky had a good beer place? Um, one thing I, I fell in love with this joint almost immediately it was very small, wonderful. I mean, the bar was, it could have been, the bar area wasn't as big as this kitchen. And uh, she doesn't have a lot of menu items. Mm-hmm. Uh, but today was uh, Pie Friday. Pie Day. Pie Day. Yes, Pie Day. So she has three homemade pies she sells pieces of. Um, Maggie was behind the counter. She's the one that actually served me the beer. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and the place is nice and small. Uh, one thing I thought they had going for it, and you know, you don't have to dribble the beer. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was actually wasn't even drinking it. I was just smelling it, and then it kind of splashed. Anyway, out. Maggie's a wonderful place. If you're in Ferndale or Billingham area, go to Ferndale, go to Maggie's. It's awesome. Um, they actually had a set uh, that you could use of Cards Against Humanity. Why are we there? Not there right That's now. That's what I'm saying. That's the new home about base. Doing uh, doing this like out and about. Now, what we're uh, just opened with is uh, Boulevard's Reboot White IPA. Uh, this release of uh, the 2011 com- uh, collaborations, series number two, White IPA, brings back the unique marriage of a classic Belgian witter to an American IPA. So I think this might be a good one. I don't know. I haven't tried it. Has ever, anybody else tried this yet? I, I did. I haven't. Salud. Does anybody else remember Boulevard Brewing and their last white IPA? I can't say it's their last because I'm not super. Oh, God, that is good. I'm not super yeah. familiar with, with Boulevard. Other than That's a wonderful blend of the two. Other than they collaborated with Deschutes Brewing on Conflux number two. Two, yeah. I just read that. And that white IPA was yeah, the bomb. Series number two white IPA. Oh, no, never mind. They, I don't know. I'm going to bring out my empty bottle just to celebrate it. So pardon me while I walk away from the microphone for a minute. This time I'm going to remember to not speak while I'm away so that you can't not hear me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that. This is an amazing white IPA. This is another. This is like the last one that we had. The, what was the, the first one we had last time? The Oh, um, God. I don't, yes, I remember the number two. Can't remember what it was. I have Complex to, is genius. That's I have to get genius. over my uh, my prejudice over light colored beer because I always no. associate it with crap. This is like the this is not this is not loving a canoe beer. So <laughs> not at all. How do you do that? Well, it's uh, something uh, other in p- other countries people would say American beers like loving a canoe. It's like making love in a canoe. It's fucking near water. I'm just confused. You never, heard, you never heard that joke? Yeah. No. That, that you must, never heard love in a canoe? That must, yeah. that, that must be some term that white folks use to confuse brown people. <laughs> to confuse brown people. Because when you said love in a canoe, I pictured this young man just oh. humping a canoe. And I was like, well, why would he do that? <laughs> He's loving a canoe. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
But no, this is an amazing beer. Yeah, this is good. Um, this actually beats the hell out of uh, Deschutes White IPA. That one? the shit out. No, not that one. Not that one. Do they have no, a... they're white. They're uh, Chainbreaker. The White IPA. No, this does beat the shit out of White IPA. Kicks the shit out, out of, of Chainbreaker. Yeah. This is very good. Oh, where's my my tapped? I finally learned how to use tapped. I know I oh. discussed that last time. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. And uh, did you get it? Oh, yeah, you friended me, didn't you? Mm -hmm. On Tapped? Yeah. So now I have you and a few other people, actually. Uh, Scott White. Uh, Scott, I'm oh, sorry. I didn't mean to use last names. <laughs> Scott and Nick, both. Uh, uh, we can bleep that later, right? <laughs> we could, but it really doesn't matter. He's not going to listen to this shit. Um, anyway, I just go to touch my beers. I touch my it was pointed out by one of our listeners last week that we don't know how to spell Sierra properly, and that's probably <laughs> no, why no. the app didn't work. <laughs> that's probably it. I was going to say, uh, uh, Sierra is not an English word. So that's my only excuse. That's my only excuse for doing this. Uh, anyway, um, I'm going to go Boulevard. Um, you guys talk amongst yourself while I attempt to spell Boulevard. Do you want some help? I'd it's probably. right in front of you, right here. Oh, is it? Okay, awesome. No, don't spell, don't spell, don't spell. It's right there. Should I get my daughter out? She was a the spelling bee champion. R -R -E -B. Awesome. I will never be champion of any spelling whatsoever. What are you the champion Boule of? Wild. I think we uh, established that he was champion of farting last time. <laughs> this we did. Like that was his uh, forte. And when we get to the point where we're going to have munchies, we're going to we're going to bring that out. We're gonna, <laughs> you we're bought gonna... crunchy munchies. I told you not to buy the crunchy munchies. I but that'll so... add texture to the to the audio. You know, it'll add a little variety. This, this well, was... The listeners really have a problem with it. We could just hit the pause button, yeah. chew, and then unpause. What they could, that's the interactive part of the podcast. They have to get out something crunchy. And they'll crunch along with us, and then they'll. You oh, know, it's like smell vision only. Yeah. It's like audible. <laughs> they'll experience the crunch with us. <laughs> it's important that they feel like they're here. Absolutely. Because why wouldn't they want to be here? Why wouldn't they want to be here with uh, three guys that they don't know? <laughs> they have no reason to listen to. They don't even have it on here. Yeah. They don't even have this beer on here. Why wouldn't they want to listen to us? We're magical. We are beer plus three. That's right. Magical goddamn beer. Well, no, I meant that would be their assumption oh, that we're Sorry, somebody Boulevard, they wouldn't man. want to listen to. Sorry, Boulevard. Untapped doesn't have this beer. Reboot White IPA on their little web goddamn. Well, why are we saying sorry to them? They should be up in arms. They should be angry. That tap tap. I know. It wasn't I'm my not, fault. This I'm not impressed by tapped. I'm so far, no, it, it, it's okay, but, you know, I, I see where it could be fun. If, if you lived in Portland, Tap would be badass. Well, my, all my silly friends would be on there. Yeah, all your silly friends. Is it called number two? It is called Conflux number two. Oh. Yeah, it's Conflux number two. <laughs> like the idea of a beer called number two. breweries, <laughs> and it was just, uh, that stuff is neat. Interesting little fact, Conflux <laughs> number two yeah. came out before Conflux number one. <laughs> Wow, that's a tidbit I would have never known had yeah. he not said that. Yeah. Wow, see, I'm just eating the table again. I apologize to do, Jeff. I apologize to you. If we <laughs> open the bottle of Conflux number one that's in the refrigerator right now, my wife would kill me. But would she ever know? Because she may have forgot that it's in there and that it's hers. Might be a risk I'm willing to take at some point. Um, speaking of specialty beers like that, um, I belong to Tavor.com. I don't know if you've heard of it. I'm sure I've mentioned it before. Uh, essentially what they do is send, uh, they send me emails every day on a special kind of beer um, that they're able to get. Yeah. Uh, some of it you we're able to get here because, well, we live the Northwest. Uh, but I have purchased some of that beer from them. Mm -hmm. uh, beer like uh, a white IPA from Belgium. 
that, you know, stuff like this. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm waiting for it to show up. You basically, they send you emails every day. You sign up for their thing. You send an email back to them. And then uh, once that, you know that Mike probably caught that I know. It, it's it okay. Is That's okay. I can't anyway, tell Anyway, they, they, you send an email back saying, yeah, I would like one to so many bottles. So most of the time they say no more than three to four bottles of this per person because it's so like, local, you know, it's very rare. Mm-hmm. So uh, I ended up purchasing probably about six or seven bottles in the last month. So the, all that should be coming probably in the next week or two. Well, hopefully. That's not so a that might be something we sit down at one of these podcasts. Yeah. And try out. Well, hopefully that's not a pyramid scheme. They actually deliver on sending you the beer. You're already like six deep. Yeah, I'm six deep in this. But I got two of like basically each beer that because I want two because I want to try it out myself and then share it with you guys. I see. So why yeah. wouldn't you just go share share? Because I don't want to give you shitty beer. If it's shitty beer, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to share that. He's willing to throw himself on the grenade. It might. It might go on the porch. You don't know. You don't know. It could be porch beer. And that's why I love you. <laughs> there you go. So, Rick, you know when they're shooting a porno? You know, oh, yeah, that topic. Okay, yeah. Well, you, well, you know how you go online, right? And there's always like these pictures of like nude people having intercourse. Okay. What they do <laughs> is they'll shoot the porno video, yeah, and then they'll have a session afterwards where the camera goes so that it's not getting in the way. There's no audible clicks when the camera is going. <laughs> That really doesn't make sense in the digital age because they could just take images from yeah. the camera they're shooting with. Well, yeah, if they were shooting in old like school porn, I can see that. Not, well, like, like circa 1987, right. that most likely happened. In today's world, that might be very true because they're using high definition cameras, and you probably could get the same resolution of the image. But I think you know, even five years ago, probably the video cameras were not as good to get the, you know because when I watch. My porno video, it's fine. You know, I don't need that close-up. But if I'm looking at a porn picture, I want to be able to zoom in. I like how you're you're <laughs> indicating that by pushing your fingers together and then separating them. I think. What are you separating with this? I'm not sure. Yeah, what this he's, is. He's, he's 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 opening an something. He's, he's an an opening person. something though. I'm not. Eye sure. persons always think that to zoom in, they have to do this. Separate their fingers. They need to separate their fingers to do things. And see, I'm sitting here and I'm wondering, you know, yeah. how many of my listeners, when I said zoom. And I started making the motion. How many of them were just in their head? They knew what I was doing without me having to explain that I was digging for a hole. Personally, I, li- I like the, yeah, I like so I the was fact that we left was... it silent for yeah. a short while and just let it do that. See, I, was, I was picturing Mike mm. trying to open something on the screen. You know, uh, It's more of a digging motion. Yeah? Okay, yeah. That's, I gotcha. <laughs> digging motion. Sorry, honey. <laughs> wow. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Shall we go into I mean is that is that kind of our uh catch up? I mean catch we, up? do, well, do no, we, we want to go into our main subjects, which I mentioned before? I there's some there's cougars on Rick on the Beach, there's after Mike's budget, and then there's uh libidos. Well let's you know, a lot of that actually is circling back to the stuff that we discussed. Let's leave cougars yeah. as being the main topic. Sure. We'll catch up to that's the new one because I think every other topic is just introductions. You know, we're just going to be circling back on stuff that we didn't finish up last time because I don't know what happened. A whirlwind, a vortex. All I remember is night, night, waking up the next morning, coming out and seeing that my kitchen was sparkling clean. And I had a wife that was not very happy with me at all. <laughs> it's okay. okay. I, okay. Dro- I drove almost halfway home and realized I was too drunk to drive. So I pulled over. 
like a good Samaritan, and slept in the car. It, then a border guard came and knocked on my window. <laughs> you all right? I'm like, yep, just tired. He's like, all right, have a nice night. I'm like, you too. Went back to sleep, woke up a few hours later, and drove home. Good on you. That's awesome. Yeah, that is, actually. Uh, that's impressive. I mean, I was really hoping, because we never got that detail before. We did have this discussion a while back, but uh, I was really hoping you were going to tell me you pulled over at the grocery store, but, you know, knowing that you were halfway home and you stopped and pulled over, well, you know... I was I'm, a little less than halfway. I, I, I still am very proud of you, but nonetheless, <laughs> you know, I mean, you knew you shouldn't be driving, so you stopped and pulled over. I don't know how many times, and I'm not saying from being inebriated, but from driving home, sometimes you're going to drive home late from Marysville... And you're going to be a little sleepy on the way home. And, you know, it's yeah. that last 20 minutes are killer. Maybe it's just, like, uh, get out and run some laps at the rest area. And mm-hmm. I never do. And I'm always, like, blinking, blinking. And the blink gets a little bit longer. Yeah. yeah We've always made it home. But, you know, I can't ever say that I was ever smart enough to get out and do something about it. Like, my very proactive uh, co-host on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've learned that lesson a few times. Just, just fucking pull over and sleep. Yeah, the last for the last ten years for me, that's like been, it's amazing to me how how seductive it is. You're driving along, you know, especially it's just like you start feeling like the little nodding off. And I always have a family that goes to sleep in the fucking car, you know. And anywhere we go, we go to Burlington and like you know, ten so you're minutes. Clark Griswold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all like <laughs> sleeping, and I'm sitting there going, "Oh God, I'm trying not to fucking sleep." And uh, yeah, it's really weird. Yeah. When I was younger, that didn't affect me at all. Now it's now I have to actually fight it. And I found that listening to talk shows for some weird reason, if I turn on a talk show on the radio, it'll uh, it'll podcast. engage me. Yeah, no, some fucking podcast. No, any any talk shows or anything, just talk. Like music won't do it for me though. But talk will. It's almost like I have to engage my my brain, and then I'll then it'll make me wake up. And what's what's awesome is on long trips, you know, Deanne will be over there sleeping, with, and the kids will be sleeping too, and she'll wake up and she'll go, she'll go, can you turn the radio down? <laughs> God, no. Well, it's either loud radio or we end up at the side of the freeway at some point with me dozing with the rest of you. <laughs> Oh, completely understand. Yeah, well, I don't know. know. That's um, to me, that's like the most biggest danger for me when it comes to driving is the, is the, uh, is the, I don't know, need for sleep. The need for sleep. Yeah. yeah. I remember I had the exact opposite experience the last time I had to drive home really late at night. I had abstained from drinking. I think I'd cut myself off around nine o'clock, but I knew that I was going to have to drive later. So yeah. I thought, "Ooh, this is going to be excellent. All good." Now, as soon as I get into the car, somebody's been in a real fit for listening to Goldfrap lately. So, of course, she wants to listen to Goldfrap, and she's asleep Goldfrap. before the second song even starts. So, I'm 40 minutes into my drive from down south listening to Goldfrap, just nodding off, because it's the sleepiest, dreamiest music. I'm not saying I hate it, but it's not exactly aggro enough to keep anybody away. What is, I've never heard of Goldfrap, Gold what is Frap, that? it's very Portishead. No, oh, yeah, Portishead. yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, I'd say they're very much like Portishead. I don't want to say that they're copying Portishead. So they're hypnotic. And yeah, so melodic. it's like completely the wrong kind of music yeah. to be listening no. to if you're prone to falling asleep Gold, while you're Gold driving. Goldfrap is very much stick a needle in my arm and go nod off. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Who doesn't want to do that once in a while? Yeah. <laughs> Luckily for me, my co-pilot who... After 40 minutes, woke up, realized that, you know, probably this is not the best music. Went and put a little uh, Alice in Chains on and completely just perked me up in a way, you know. What was that? Jeff's bicycle belt. Jeff's on his bicycle. (laughs) Bicycle. 
Bicycle. <laughs> little queen reference for you? Picture well, you buy something, but I'm not sure if it's <laughs> Oh, it's a sickle, all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, for me... Wait, are you saying that you need to go potty? Yes, I'm going to go potty. Just I'll like... let these gentlemen take over for a short while. You're okay. a drunk Duncan Trussell of this episode. <laughs> I am the drunk Trussell. <laughs> Duncan Trussell, Trussell, Duncan, whatever. <laughs> Nobody say anything while he's gone. We should have followed him with the yeah. mic and we could hear. See, this is why we need a camera. We could actually just follow him right in there and just say, uh, Hey, Jeff, how's it going? Well, we could follow. I could follow. You could hold it for him. <laughs> How about if I follow and you hold it for him? Well, so. I did say earlier that I loved him, and I, you know, that's pretty much offering Pro- to hold a person's penis while they pee. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Isn't that what love means? <laughs> if their life depended on it, sure. If uh, just casually, probably not. You know, the conversation of love came up last night, and we were discussing love, and you yeah. know, with a friend, and you know, they were talking about, you know, if somebody tells you they love you while they're having intercourse with you, what does that mean? I, you know, this was coming from the female's perspective. She was like, yeah. "What is it when a man says he loves you when they're balls deep in you?" But as opposed to just saying it. When that's not happening, or right? I mean, I, and I had to explain to her that it's it's two very different things. If a man is balls deep in you and he tells you he's he loves you, yeah. that's very much akin to being at Disneyland and saying, "I love Disneyland." Sure, you love Disneyland. <laughs> I love Disneyland. But you know what? Am I going so to sell saying... my soul for Disneyland? I'm yeah. not going to sell my soul for Disneyland. Probably not. <laughs> Do I love it? I love it. I especially love it when I'm there. So I might even say it out loud while I'm at Disneyland. But is it yeah. the same thing that she was looking for? But if you say that at that moment, though, it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't love the person. No, no, you're, you're cool with it. But it's the same, almost as saying, I love yeah. pizza. Who don't love pizza? If you're saying it when you're not having pizza? <laughs> now I'm mentally combining these and imagining, if you're not balls deep in pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and you say, I love you to the pizza. So. <laughs> Personally, I love being balls deep in a pizza. <laughs> Wouldn't that burn? It would a little bit, yeah, I think so. But I don't think you'd need an STD check. So oh, yeah. I'll say. <laughs> it's better with a calzone because it's... <laughs> so in my mind, when when a male uses I love yeah. when he's balls deep, that's equivalent to saying I love you while being at Disneyland or saying I love pizza. Sure, you know, it's, it's but, an affirmation. You can take an affirmation out of that. But if you okay. think this guy wants to, to risk everything to be with you, it probably ain't happening. Yeah. He's just caught up in the moment. It could be, but, you know, what if you're a, a Disney fan who's at Disneyland and you just say that you love Disneyland? You know, it's the same thing as... Right. It doesn't... But, but who's going to sell their soul for Disneyland? <laughs> <laughs> and an arm goes up. Jeff would sell his soul for Disneyland. Poof. Hell suddenly, yeah. suddenly Satan appears. It's, it's the happiest motherfucking place on earth. Now it's beer plus four while Jeff, <laughs> Jeff uh, sells his soul. <laughs> and not one of us is going to kick this demon out of the room. <laughs> what demon? The one you just introduced by saying you sold your soul to Disneyland. I sold my soul a long time ago and went for Disneyland. Yeah. Oh, it was for a, a Mickey's and a freaking eighth of weed. <laughs> like I was about 20 years old. That's the early morning power duo right there. That's exactly yeah, what for a 20 year old. That's what every 20 year old needs to start their days. They want the That's Mickey's. That's how I started my day when I was 20. 
never had a Mickey's, so I wouldn't. I'm not. Oh Jesus, that's all we drank. I looked out in Southern Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've I've all the mainstream beer and stuff. You know, I I've never done any. I've, I have no experience with that at all because it's just was it a dollar twenty two for a twenty two <clears throat> ounce Mickey's? It was something like that. It was no, it was actually in because we were in Oregon at the time. It, when you bought the bottle, you had to pay the little bottle fee of oh. what five cents or whatever the hell it was, yeah. which made it like just over a dollar or something with tax or whatever. Or no, did they don't pay tax there? So it was it was still like a dollar. Yeah. For a Mickey's. So you, what we would do is go collect a shit ton of bottles. I'm going to interrupt you. <laughs> and I'm going to be very rude about it. But what I want to say about Oregon, and this is one of the reasons I love Oregon, is because A, they've got this bottle tax, and B, they have people who pump your gas. I'm saying that both of these things are very good for the economy because, as Jeff just said, he was able to take those bottles and exchange them for beer. Had Jeff been homeless, I'm sure he was nearly homeless at the moment, he might have almost been able to make an entire income on returning bottles. And if he couldn't make ends meet returning bottles, he could have went and pumped gas. Why don't we have such a thing around here? Government don't care. Here's a strange coincidence. Um, it's funny because uh, at the time when I lived in Southern Oregon, I lived in uh, Ashland, Oregon. A uh, wonderful fucking place if you ever get to go. Home of what? Uh, home of... Uh, the Shakespeare Festival. Shakespeare Festival. <laughs> I was going to say a university or a college, but I don't remember the name of it. I, um, Sorry. But my, yes, they have the Shakespeare Festival every year. It's also home of the Rogue Brewery. The original home. The original the home. Rogue Brewery, in which I used to go to in the early 90s. And uh, so, anyway, it was funny because... <laughs> Sorry for the radio silence. It was, it was funny because uh, uh, the homeless, there was people living in a tent in the field next to our house. So, so yes, you... I was friends with the homeless folks, and they would take my car, which was a little bit dented, out to the, the road, and like put up a sign and beg for money all day, make like two or three hundred bucks. So your car was... a bunch of weed... And a bunch of Mickey's, and we'd smoke weed and drink Mickey, Mickey, Mickey's all night. So your Mickey's. car was the impressive car that would prove to everyone that, hey, look, we need to repair this bugger. Please give us money, yeah. and we'll get on the road and move out of your neighborhood. need money, <laughs> shit like that. And they made more money than I did in a fucking uh, day of work. Well, I'm glad. that You know, see, I was going to get... a good experience. I was going to get very angry because you were telling me you were picking up the bottles to return them for beer, and I was like... And then you follow that up with homeless people living in the field. I'm like, look, you're, you're stealing their income. No, you're not stealing their income. You're supplementing. You're going, look, yeah. here, I'm going to take the bottles. I'm going to return them. I'm going to get the beer. No, we all return them. Here's my car. You go take my car as a stage prop for when you're panhandling, and you're going to get extra money that way. Here's the difference, though. Here's the difference is that while I was at work, I went to work all day. Yeah. What the homeless folks would do, or the homeless kids would do, they're all runaways and shit. Yeah. Uh, what they would do is just go out and collect bottles off the road and shit. Because people would, you know, chuck their bottles out. Not as much as here, of course. But they would chuck their bottles out or whatever. They would go around town collecting bottles and begging for money. And then we'd meet at the house. And they would get all their money in their bottles. And, and I would pitch in a little bit of money. And we'd go to the store and, you know, <clears> buy our stuff. And somebody would end up with weed or, or other things. Uh, shrooms. Shrooms. LSD. LSD. There was a lot of meth going around, but I didn't. I've never done meth. No, apparently not. Because if you had done meth, we wouldn't be talking to you right now. You'd probably be toothless and dead. Maybe isn't it just like crack? Don't you like smoke it once and then your life is over? You die. It's like putting a gun to your head. I know people who have done it like once and went, "That was fucking terrible. I never want to do it again." 
Except I think back in the early the... 90s it was called Crank. Yeah. I think in the early 90s it was called something No, it was Crank, yeah. It was Crank, so I think, back A little then. bit different now. It's Crystal Meth now. They had to make the name better. Well, it's like, it's like Disco It's rebranding. They were rebranding. Yeah. Well, it, and it, like I said, it's just like Disco Ball, right? I mean, you can have ball, but, you know, after a while, ball gets boring. you got to put Disco in front of it. you got to turn this ball into shiny, sparkly. So you got Disco Ball, Crystal Meth. I think okay. there's a, what the fuck does that have to do with the price of tea in China moment at this time? I'm not sure what the price of tea in China is, Jeff. Five points. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just saying that it had to spruce it up a little bit. Right. There is one thing I would like to bring up. I watched a show this week. A new show yeah. that they just came out with. I don't know what the fuck channel it was on. Um, it was on... I don't remember what channel it was on. Uh... It was the most horribly offensive piece of shit I have ever seen in my fucking life. And offensive to you personally, or just offensive? Offensive in the sense that it it is basically if women watch this show and like it, yeah. they should probably be put to sleep because this was this show was so. So it was okay. So Jeff discovered the, the Real Housewives. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that is quality television compared to this show. Yeah, okay, which what is, is it? sad. Um, it show? was called Salem. I have it actually written down. It was one of the yeah. subjects I wanted to bring up, and I brought and I've been thinking about it all week. And me and my wife watched it together. We discussed it last night, and she was like, "Yeah, look at this." And she pointed out things that I didn't see, and I yeah. kind of pointed out things she didn't see. Yeah. Oh my God, we all know the Salem witch trials, right? right. Tragedy, horrible affront to females, horrible, horrible religious human beings doing horrible things to other human beings because right. of whatever reason. Right. Um, yeah, it, it happened hundreds of years ago. Fine, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, sure, the, the statute of limitations on jokes and shit is way past time. Um, and I'm trust me, I've seen... You're going to interrupt. I'm going to interrupt. You, you said know, I'm going to interrupt Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to interrupt you. Fuck and, you! <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So what you said is you wanted to put these people to death? People that would, no, 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 no. Rewind. Yeah. Back up, son. Yeah. Back up. No, I'm just saying that this show was such an affront to the female of our species that I, I simply can't believe that it's on television Same. in 2014. So, this is, is the 21st century. We yeah. should be past all this. We have went through li- women's liberation. They, they they got the right to vote a bunch of years ago. They, I mean, uh, trust they, me, after the they slaves. They did? But, uh, yeah, no, it was, oh, god. my God. And, so no, there's was, so much the, wrong with this show. What's it about? Okay, it's about the Salem witch, witch trials. Okay. Okay, it takes place in Salem. Salem, Massachusetts, I believe. Is it a, is it, it's in that time period? It's in that time, time period. Okay. No, it's not after. I mean, I've seen things like Hocus Pocus. It was a fucking great movie. Uh, back in 1990, yeah, da, da, da. Okay. Um, but no, it's serious drama, yeah. supernatural drama, um, and it essentially states that the Salem witches were there, they were evil, and the religious people were right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it seriously, this ah, does how it, do you okay. explain this shit? So um, does it depict the witches as good guys being set no, upon no, by no, these no, bad? No, 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 they so are pure evil. The, Satan shows up. Here's the here's why Satan shows up. Here's the first thing you just think about this. Yeah. First thing, woman gets pregnant out of wedlock. Yeah. In the puritanical 
a colonial uh, uh, America. I'm not, I'm not laughing at that premise, by the way. I was laughing at Mike leaning over sideways to drink. <laughs> it looked like he was trying to... I was trying not to drink on Mike, but really what I was trying it, to do was calculate uh, what Jeff was saying because he was he was describing a situation where there was witches and he was talking about women, ha- women having babies out of wedlock. And I was like, well, how yeah. often does that happen? I bet... I, I, and I, I began to think in my head, how often? Because I, I bet you that happens a lot. I bet you, you know, do you think the ratio has changed? Yeah. yeah. Well, a little bit, maybe. It, it, we're talking puritanical times. Yeah. So these people are puritans. So, there, it, yes, out of wedlock would have been lessened. But the woman has, uh, is pregnant out of wedlock. Yeah. Great. Wonderful. Okay. Well, she, it's what, a good motivator for the story. I can see kind of where the story's going. And then out of left field... But what Here's not- what happens. Here's what brings Satan to town. I know. Here's what I know. What, I know. What do you? What is it? She was hot. No. <laughs> She's having babies out of wedding. No. Here's what brings Satan to town. Abortion. She has an abortion, and that brings Satan to town. Of course, she okay. has an abortion. Right there. Yeah. Exactly. So how does? What's your message? Did yeah, they... abortion's evil, and it Did brings they... Satan to town. Did they have a? Abortion procedure? No, it's a magic. That's this is no. This is part number four that I'll get to eventually. The person who gives her the abortion and the person who is responsible for the ultimate evil. Right. Okay. Then she becomes a witch. Seven years later, blah 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 blah. Evil is in town. She's enslaved the priest that was punishing all the evil doers. Okay. She enslaves this guy, and now witches kind of run this town, and they're all these witches are evil. Um. Is that anything like the fruits of the devil? So, every ritual involves one of these witches getting naked and doing sexual acts. Oh. So, feminine sexuality, evil. So now I'm going to have to watch this show. <laughs> yes, I encourage you to watch this show and please find all the ridiculousness and evilness that is in this show. And then on top of it, who's the one that initiated all of this with yeah. the abortion? Yeah. A black woman. This is 2014. You're writing this shit? Okay, that... that, that. In 1962, I could see this being written. Not a problem. Those people were dickheads. Are are you sure this wasn't satire and you just weren't picking up on that vibe? Watch the fucking show. No, it's actually fairly well done. I mean, the the effects are really good. The cinematography is really good. The acting is is spot on. Okay. Um, The script... Is the most backwards piece of shit I have ever seen in my life. Do you think that perhaps these screenwriters are writing this script? I mean, you know, you've already said how offensive it is. You're a pretty enlightened guy. You're probably more enlightened than a lot of, of maple Screenwriters? Fans. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. The people that work for this channel? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> All I'm saying is when it comes to East Whatcom, you're probably an enlightened fella. East Whatcom? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want not West Whatcom. Not West Whatcom. Oh, I live in East Whatcom, which is up in the hills. You're out of here. Over here towards the coast, we're we're pretty enlightened. But I just want to make this point right now. I don't own a banjo, but I would. I really would. But a ding 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 ding. So what I'd like to say what I'd like to say is is there's no way anybody writes this and isn't sitting there high as hell and thinking this is the most satirical thing ever. They're, they're laughing. Maybe they're having happened. a really good time. But you know what? They eventually, they eventually, eventually, they eventually sobered up, <laughs> watched the dailies and went, what did we fucking do? <laughs> is this... 
See, I could because the joke so. only goes for so far. Yeah. <laughs> you know who that was for? It didn't burble, or, you know, or whatever it is. So, what do you think about all the uproar right now about the electronic or the e-cigarettes, the the health concerns? Um, what, what if, health concerns? Are I'm sitting there thinking, what if there are health concerns, like uh, you know, the cigarettes that it's helping people stop smoking? Right. Is that maybe you know? Is there? Yeah, the, the real, the real, the real big concern I would say is that you know uh, the tobacco companies are going to be losing money because they weren't smart yeah. enough to invest in this stuff here. Yeah, which is fine by me. I mean, I don't really care. If people want to smoke, continue to smoke. Go ahead and continue to smoke. All I know is that uh, in Salem things were messed up. <laughs> And right, but, but that's yeah. my point about Salem. The girls they were smoking. Tragedy that wasn't a front to females yeah. of any time, yeah. and made it true. It would be like okay, let's let me put it in these terms: World War Two. It's not so much about what Hitler did; is the Jews really were trying to take over the world? <laughs> what? No. I have an idea for a show where <laughs> there really were communists in the government, and Joe McCarthy was right. <laughs> exactly, like all of Hollywood was communists at the time, and yeah. they were really trying to infiltrate. Well, how did I you... had a no. Teacher... They were just trying to have group sex alone in their own house. I had a teacher in college who was called in to uh, to uh, give a talk to testimony. Uh, yeah. Okay. Really weird to think that there was a time in our history when people were actually, you know, called in to prove that they weren't communists. Have you lived through the last? No, I know. I know. Well, no, I know. But that was that was <laughs> all put, ending. We put fifty-year-old boys in jail yeah, and leave yeah, yeah. them there. But the panic about that, the panic about that, was over by the time we were born. You know, the, the about well, the McCarthy trials. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. But I'm talking about like so many years ago, like five years ago. Yeah. Or whatever it was. You have a watch that counts years. <laughs> I do. See this? See that freckle right there? That motherfucker counts all kinds of shit. Are we going to get some of our uh, main subjects, like Rick budget after Mike's went off? Okay, and let's, let's go to Rick. Because no, I, I don't I'll take, I know I'll take Rick, Rick for a thousand, please. <laughs> I'll take Rick for three knuckles. I'm going to circle back. I don't think we were done yet with the Salem conversation. Okay. Yeah, actually. Okay, go yeah, ahead. Okay, so go ahead. what? No, what? I, I just thought it was an interesting... And my wife was like, you have to do this. I'm not turning this off. It's a train wreck, and I'm going to finish this fucking train wreck. I want to see everybody. How many episodes? It's, it's a TV. The, that was the pilot. Oh, okay. Yeah. My point exactly. Here you are judging a series on one episode. How do you know there isn't redemption? How do you know they're not pulling in the idiots right now to get them... Show them support. They're like, yeah, burn the witches. Yeah, witches is well, evil. Because there would probably Six be Six episodes some down, hints. they're going to flip it, and they're going to be like, ooh, everybody who liked the witches, I'm giving you the finger but, right okay, now. Okay, so Jeff and Emilia are, are probably, you know, literal, literary enough. God, the beer's starting to me. So you're, you guys have enough experience you. with... Go ahead, baby. Uh, <laughs> you guys probably have enough experience with, with stories and movies to where, if that were the case, they were... We're trying to make you're trying to be ironic or satirical you guys would probably pick up on the very subtle hints and perhaps seen maybe, right now. you know what and i've i've been thinking about exactly what mike said yeah i have i've seriously been thinking about it and like well maybe and through the whole episode i was like well no they, they gotta bring it back they gotta bring it back consistently never brought it back never made a hint and there's a character in it that is uh, analytical He's, uh, he's, this is a guy that, uh, originally was in the beginning that I think got the girl pregnant, just kind of hints to that. Got the girl pregnant, but he didn't know. He left to go fight in the French Indian Wars. 
Yeah. Because it's around the same time and it's Massachusetts, so the Great Lakes are right there. Right. Um, and uh, he went to go fight in the, the, the wars and like seven years later he comes back. And the, him and this priest that grew up together are kind of having different arguments. And this priest believes this girl is possessed and she's been influenced by the witches. And the guy's like, no, this girl needs a doctor. No, she's really possessed by the that witches. Be, this, you know, this sounds like the same group of people who would who would do. What was that guy's name? The guy from, uh, oh shit, the guy who did the Left Behind books that all the religious people were freaking out. Yeah, about. Uh, what's his James, name? Uh, Cameron. What's his yeah, name? James, the kid from uh, what's the show he's on? Not James Cameron. House? No, it was uh, uh, the Seavers. It wasn't the Seavers. It was the Seavers. Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron. Yeah. The Seavers. It was not Full House. It he, was... And he did those books about the about the rapture, and everybody took yeah. that seriously. So that sounds like the same. Well, he didn't do the books. The... He did the movies that the book. That somebody else wrote the books, but he did the movies. Oh, I thought he wrote the books. No, no, no. Kirk Cameron didn't write the books. He just he was in the movies because I followed that because I thought it was fucking hilarious. Oh, oh okay, okay. But and that sounds like you seen interviews. With it the sounds guys? like that's the Ooh. same. It sounds like that's just the same they're shooting for that same audience that was that was into that or like the is it this one passion of the christ that's the one because she would bring the devil no she's gorgeous and hot that's the girl that got pregnant and the abortion by the black lady who is still influencing her by the end of the episode and they're having lesbian sex it's a ritual okay um there's a dildo scene ritual <laughs> so any part of the female sexual being is brings the devil I think you missed the point of the episode, Jeff. I think I did. Think, I, did I, I, and I, think, I, I I invite other people to watch this I, and not see the fucking attack on femininity and and the attack on the female of our species. They're trying to bring out yeah. the the goobs here. You know, I'll, that, I'll watch it. I'll watch the first. And, and you know what? You can bring out the goobs all you want. That doesn't make the goobs right. But all this is going to do is. To, to affirm the goobness in the goob. To me, this this is the long. <laughs> to me, this is, is the long the con. <laughs> the goobness of the goobs. Yes. <laughs> it's gonna bring out the goobness. You wait till affirm ep- the goobness. You wait till episode six. They're gonna flip it. They're the gonna go. The look goobness. at all you guys. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. I'm gonna spit my own bag. <laughs> okay, so go. <laughs> This is all coming from the same person that didn't have the patience to watch Lost. That's all I'm saying. Patience? I watched three fucking seasons. That is 66 goddamn episodes. That wasn't enough? No, you have to watch it to the end. (laughs) Don't go all jack on me. I'm not going to cry, really. Because by the middle of the second season... For a season and a half, Jack cried every goddamn episode. But his and it dad, was, his you dad had just died. Game out of it. His dad had just died. No, he, he went didn't. to Australia to get I him, don't and care. then he found the coffin, and he was gone. And then he's walking okay, around. Okay, every episode we represented a day. I love my wife, every, and her mother, her mother, her mother, her mother died, and she didn't cry as much as Jack. Okay, yeah. Seriously? Okay. God, I like, speaking of Goomba. That that show though was very it Okay, the, I'm gonna, okay hold, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Myself from in the fourth the conversation because in the Lost fourth, is a giant piece of shit that wasn't. No, it isn't. Well. The fourth and fifth season they did start to wander a little bit. But then they got right back on track in the sixth season. I and love TV. Hold on, hold on. Thematically that show was very was solid from start to finish. And if you if you look at the theme that it was that it was going for. It was. T- 
Please explain to me the theme. The theme is about. I knew it is exactly what this. this Oh God, man! I don't want to like be the shameless lost apologist here, but no, go ahead. It was better. I'm here for you, baby. Than people gave it. It was about. Stop slapping the table, Jeff. That wasn't me. (laughs) It was about the theme of Lost was about about losing other people and the way that through life you lose people either through you lose track of them in life. Or there's people in the world that you had connections to that you didn't know that you had connections to. Or people dying. And so by the fourth and fifth season, they were kind of straying from that a little bit. But And I don't want to spoil it for you or anybody who listens to this, but in the sixth season, the whole issue of all the people you Is lost the in life. Season? Yeah, the sixth season. All the people that you lost in your life, all the people that died or that disappeared or abandoned you or that you lost track of or just all the, all that, all those sad incidents of people that you loved that went away in the sixth season, they do this really cool thing and it's really amazing. I mean, it's, it's, if you, if you followed that thread through the whole show, you end up almost in tears at the end of it. Almost in tears. You were crying. Yeah, I was. No, you were here, when you were I crying. It the first time, I didn't have quite the... But the second and third times I watched it, I was, yeah, I was. I was actually... And I'm not easy with that. You can ask Deanne about that. I don't cry at anything, but it really got to me. Like, the second and third time I watched it, it was Old really... Yeller. What's that? Old Yeller? Nah, he deserved it. He had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! But anyway, so... It was you have to you have to hang on to the show and just watch it all the way through because for the fourth and fifth season they were they were sort of just telling interesting stories but sort of padding it out a little bit and then in the sixth season they knew where they were ending it so they just they finally did what you know what they needed to do and there's a scene between Jack and his dad in the very last episode like in the last 15 20 minutes of it where you really it really just drives that whole thing home where you suddenly realize oh yeah this is that's what this whole thing was all about so so <clears throat> you know i think i think what you're saying here or or what i want to say and i'm going to put in your mouth is sometimes you got to <laughs> wait for the punchline yeah <laughs> and sometimes you got to be a little bit of a sadist or a masochist to make it to the punchline sometimes you yeah. got to wait till the end of the sixth season to, yeah, to, I to get it i don't you know people who say they got they fell out of love with the show in the third or fourth fifth season whatever you know, it's like, I understand that, but if you, if you held on to it and watched through the whole thing, they they did actually do a really good job of resolving the, all of it. And I don't know, I just for me it was it was a, an amazing an amazing TV. Here's show. how I, I feel Lost was. Mm-hmm. At first, there was a horse. <laughs> its name was Jesus, and they drugged this horse all over an island. And yeah. then the horse died, and they kept dragging the horse and beating the horse and dragging the horse and beating the horse, and then the horse was resurrected. <laughs> No, 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 man. No, I just, I don't it's understand. Everybody's story, everybody's story on the island was, had involved. Including the people they fired because they got drunk? Involved personal, <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, no, no to, to clarify, they didn't get fired because they got drunk. They got fired because they didn't pull over. Like and so who here. was that? Who? <laughs> Instead, yeah. they, instead See, they went to the store and went pull shopping. over and go to sleep. <laughs> it was around season three. <laughs> <laughs> Mike and I just kept nodding off right through four, five, and six. This, this, this exactly. This illustrates exactly. Rick and I would just keep nodding off, keep going to the money shot. It'd be all over our face. Jeff, he'd stop and pull over. He's the sane one. We're we're the ones that are going to take the beating for that long. You know, now it might it might have paid off for us, but both of us really enjoyed it. But I think that just says something about our character. You know, we enjoy a good beating every now and then. <laughs> Um, 
Yeah. You know what? Who doesn't? <laughs> I don't know if I should agree with that or not. Hey, I can't say much. I had to endure uh, the Sex in the City movies. Oh. So, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, oh. Talk about a good beating. Oh, no. Oh. Are you... Were you dragged oh. to that, or was no? Some... No, we didn't go see it. My wife was a bit of a fan of the the show, yeah. And it was sad because my wife so much didn't enjoy the characters. The show is the clothes and the shoes that she loved. <laughs> <laughs> I love the tits and ass, but there's always so much tits and ass you can take from forty year old women. What's the main? Not forty year old women, main, but those women. The main. We're just, we'll be circling main, back to the forty year old women main, later today. Yeah. Like, Cougar story. The cougar. What's the main? Uh, what's her name? The 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 main star of that show. Horsey face. There's, yeah. Yeah. I'm she glad you said that. Because I never, I never. They showed her in her underwear a lot. But I've never, never found her attractive at all. Not and one thank bit. Thank God she never got naked. She's so. And I always hear people talk about how beautiful she is and how. Oh, sexy Mr. Ed she was is. way into that. You know he was. <laughs> Who's Mr. Ed? Oh, man, you mean literally Mr. Ed. Ding. <laughs> a horse is a horse, of course. So you don't horse. you don't think she's look at one of my emails. Thanks, Laura. Ding. <laughs> Mike dinged you. Mike did ding me. He can ding me anytime he wants. Lost or no lost, he can ding the shit out of me. That's a lot of uh, verbal foreplay you got throwing around. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I get a few beers in me. I, so, I, on our I topic list in. is yes. Rick. And I don't want to do a bad seg here, but I'm curious to hear what this topic is he's, all about. He's extremely curious about Rick. He's extremely curious about Rick, and I, yeah. you know, I think we've already touched base on this a couple, a he's, couple no, of times. He, you, you, you're perfectly loud. He gets really quiet because he start he whispers things in the background, like they're going to be just like just for him. Oh, but he wants them I'm out there, the, and he should speak. Uh, like the Easter eggs. He, I do. The, I'm the Easter egg. People will turn it up really loud and hear. Oh my God! What what did he just say? This, this is why Mama's here because you, you talk to Mama. What they yeah. taught me, and I had Mama. three seasons of, of theater class. If yeah. you talk to the last person, you have the thespian card. I, I didn't, never got the Thesbian card. I got the card. <laughs> But I, I do know that you need to project, so what Mama's trying to tell you is project to Mama. So, to bring that all back, we were going to talk about Rick, and what I wanted to talk about was Rick's dedication. Yeah. And, and, and dedication might be the wrong word, and that, that's really what I wanted to say, because what was illustrated to me and what I thought was particularly cool was fear. Now, I know after the end of the last episode, yeah. I know that I passed out probably at the two-thirds way. You know, I, you know, I, I, I got up, I went. No, I believe we call that blacked out. Blacked you out. You passed out at the very end. Were you yeah. out before we finished? Oh, I was, yeah. Was, was he out before we were done? Yeah, that last probably ten minutes he oh, went to go sleep. okay, okay. Because he got up to go to the bathroom or whatever, and then he never really <laughs> came back. He came back and just kind of... Circled for a second and then went back over on the couch <laughs> and passed out. And I turned I and I saw I him. And uh, it's time to the end. Yeah. So so you know you <laughs> you, really you all kept on going and but when we went back and I listened to the podcast I remembered you know we had this rule about emails and when the phone dings you know you're, you're going to need to read it out. Oh, wow. oh yeah yeah yeah. So yeah. you happened to get a couple of messages during the podcast. Do you remember yeah. what the messages were? It was to uh, get. Toilet paper on the way home, and then later on I got but one that wipe. said, and eggs, but wiping eggs. But wiping eggs. <laughs> so when I was relaying the story back to my wife, yeah. she said, holy cow, Deanne's got him whipped and afraid. <laughs> 
Not only is this guy going to get up and leave the house when he's in the same condition as you, Mike, nearly. I mean, I passed out. You didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't terrible, though. I you mean, it was, you, it was all you right. Might, you might not have been terrible, but you still, you still had enough wherewithal within you to know that if you came home without the eggs and the butt white, <laughs> the situation was going to be far worse from you. And, and, no, and here's my the, wife said, that's fear. May no, I interject, it's not. Actually, May I interject it's, it's, on this man's uh, defense and all husbands out there? We are trained, by the way. We are very well trained. We put the toilet seat down when we're done, damn it. Except I put the lid down, too. Because if, if I have to do twice the work, she's going to do half that's the That's a bad idea, because if you go in there in the dark, you end up... Uh, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> That wasn't me and my okay, wife okay. have had let that me, conversation. Me, I said, guess clarify. what? If I have to put shit down, you're gonna pick stuff up. Let me explain then. If I'm gonna be attacked as pussy wit. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Nobody said it was an attack. I mean, there's a certain amount of skills no, I, I, that I mean, a married mean, person needs to have. And I don't one mean of them. It. To get through life, you got to have a little bit of fear, man. That's what keeps us alive. It wasn't. It's not fear though. What it and was. Married. Was I bought? There's a there is such a dumb story. Oh, yeah, I gotta get this. <laughs> <laughs> I do the same thing. Please. So what happened was I bought toilet paper. This is such a dumb fucking story. I bought toilet paper <laughs> the like a, a three or four days before we did the first podcast, and you needed it again. And I bought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually sick. did because I bought the what's called the single rolls, you know, like the kind where you go through them in about you know three and a half seconds. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It's half For Jeff, it's two showers. He would go through two showers. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so we're uh, we decided we're, not to talk about shit. We're time. going through. We're going through these like crazy, and Deanne the whole time is giving me shit about that. She's going, "Wow, I'm glad you brought these ones that we go through so quickly, so we can throw them all out and and run out quickly." Well, and we were wait, wait, right wait, wait. on the verge of running out the mm-hmm. night I came out here. Yeah. And I told her I would get some on the way home. Right. And so she was just reminding me to get some, and then the eggs came out of the blue. So right. yes, the eggs were bought out of fear. <laughs> toilet paper. Was there was actually a thing going on prior to that. She was just reminding me to get. Yeah, like to... you might wake up the next morning and have to take a deuce, right? <laughs> if there's no paper, there better be so. So the paper was for you. Okay, I get it now. See if I if if, if that was me on the way home and I go well, and I know after I have that cup of coffee in the morning, I know what's going to happen. And if I don't have that roll and I'm yeah. completely out. But what was your thinking behind buying the half ply? Were you trying to save money? I just didn't give a shit. I just looked at. I always tell the when we're in the. If you're, you know, you go into the toilet paper aisle and there's just like this fucking wall of all those different types of toilet paper and there's like two ply and three ply and double rolls and you know quilted and. Sir, and I always tell her. I have one word I for you. Tell her. Life okay, is too it's, it's more than short. one word, but I'm going to say it anyway. Motherfucking Charmin. <laughs> You don't skimp on motherfucking toilet paper, no, man. And that is squeezably sh- soft, and I end it's up... It's squeezably soft on your buttocks. Buttocks. You know, my yes. only problem with Charmin is but... you tend to get too many dingleberries. Like, it's so soft that like a lot of it stays behind. <laughs> oh, what? God. And so his doctor... How do you wipe, sir? His doctor ends up seeing it. Okay, that's it. I'm cutting this shit story <laughs> off right now. So anyway, to finish what I was saying is that you walk into the aisle... <laughs> 
In a grocery store, there's way too many different types. And I always tell Deanne, I'm just going to get whatever's cheapest when I'm doing it. Because life is too short to wait, sit there wait, and worry oh, about oh, okay. what kind of fucking toilet paper you're getting. Did you get the cheapest? I'm sure I did. I don't remember oh, my are, thinking are you, at the are time. Are you certain or are you sure? I'm pretty sure that I got the cheapest. That would have been my thinking. So what uh, What you're telling me is you took the time to walk up and down this aisle and look no. at every little price tag no. and determine <laughs> which was the cheapest toilet paper. For you, you get an A+. Yeah. From me. I, some Somebody who at your house obviously wasn't impressed and they thought you should have spent the extra 50 cents yes. to get the one that had the second ply. Well, she had a point because in reality that was... Sort of a rip-off. I spent a little amount of money and we went through it really fast. And so she gave me a hard time about it. This was a discussion I had at the grocery store just last week. So I'm glad that uh, yeah. we've discussed it. And now I know. Spend the extra money. So this in, this important topic has been resolved. This whole toilet paper issue has been well, resolved. Well, really, really. I'm Apparently not... it wasn't a Rick issue. It was a Rick buying toilet paper issue. <laughs> well, it was, it, it was a Rick. Yeah. Ish. Ish. Yeah. Going home late at night. Taking the time to stop and pick up toilet paper and eggs, so that but, he would okay, be okay, 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 the okay. next day. No, that wasn't. The, was that I knew that we were almost out of toilet paper and that we were going to run out faster than than I than you would think. And we also had guests that weekend, and so you know, I thought I knew I had to get some. Oh, I got to get some for, for toilet paper. <laughs> Fuck, like I, I'm on your save wavelength. <laughs> I knew I had to get some toilet paper so we're, we're, for our guests, or I'd be up having to go do it, you know, the next morning. So would that be too much of a challenge to wake up the next morning and take care of that? Because if it had been me... I am not a morning I, person. I'd have just gone home and gone to bed and woke up the next day and went out and got a roll. No, I'm not a morning person. No. I need to sleep in until about 8 or 9, or I'm a zombie. What would have been the effects had you not gotten it? Had you not gotten the roll of toilet paper, and it had taken till the next day, and the guests had shown up? <laughs> and there's maybe half a roll of toilet paper left, and you're talking about mid-afternoon, you're awake now. Um, w- would there have been any kind of uh, retribution? Ding! No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> there would not have been no retribution. But since we had guests, you know, it would have been something, it, it was just something that needed to be taken care of. Is there anything you're going to need to pick up on the way home tonight? <laughs> Nobody's received a text or anything, so we don't have to read it. Mm-mm. Remember, that was one of our rules. If somebody receives a text... I've turned my it. phone off, though, because it's doing this weird thing where it's where the power is draining really fast. And I went from 60% 30% in the first 10 minutes of this podcast. So That's what they call time for a new phone. I know. I need to talk to my... Uh, or a new battery. It could just be a battery. Oh, you could replace I, I just Do you want me to replace the reset. battery for you? I can do that. I, this, this is a skill I have with iPhones. No, if I do, uh, if I do one of the one of the this resets. This is a skill I one of the resets have with iPhones. Okay. It's... I've, I've got about 20 under my belt. If you need the battery replacement, you let me know. Is that like okay. saying uh, uh, skill with iPhones? I, I'm going to make a joke when I'm doing something. I'm going to have my Duncan Trussell moment, you guys. Uh, okay. We have officially Duncan finished Trussell. the first Actually, beer. Actually, I like Duncan Trussell a lot. I need to listen to more of his podcast. But he has to go pee all the time. So the fuck what? I don't so, care either. What? Do you want to stop? Why, why we, oh, Mike's gone and we have to stop. No, 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 because we're at an that hour. Guy. <laughs> because we're at an hour. Ah, oh, we're just going to talk about penises for an hour. Well, okay. just in the bathroom. What kind of penises do you like best? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's not true. Oh, that was a quick pee. Well, it wasn't because I didn't get to go because we are in a one-bedroom bathroom, one-bathroom house, and somebody's in there, so I'm going to go stand out here and do the pee-pee dance what for your guys' amusement. I thought I could do it in the hallway, but then I'd miss out on the podcast you and I wouldn't a, get to amuse you. You have a couple trees out here, don't you? I do, but I figured You're I tree number three. Oh, oh, here it is. Oh, yeah. That would be best. Well, I want to introduce our next beer because I just opened our beer. You two haven't drank. Oh no, Mike hasn't drank up because My he is go- watching. Sorry, Mama's watching. Mike has to go slow. Please don't move that mic close to me because I'm a loud. Oh, I'm so obnoxious. <laughs> so and what's the second beer? Last on the last podcast, we mentioned the second beer very briefly, and then that was it. <laughs> I know, and I kind of listened to that today, but um, this so we- is Wander Brewings. Wander Brewings. Don't ask me where Wander Brewings is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Global Mutt Baltic Porter. Now, listen to this. Listen to this. A Baltic Porter brewed with lager yeast strain, coffee direct from the farmer in Brazil, fair fair trade, what the fuck is that? Cocoa nibs. Don't know what that is. From the... Whoa, back up, son. Later. I had a little interruption. A little That's not an interruption. Issue. It just it came on. Cocoa nibs from the Democratic Republic of Congo, chocolate from Theo's in Seattle, and water from Bellingham. Hops from Yakima, <laughs> and especially malt from Europe. The beer is a true global mutt. And I thought, I, I, I read where, that description, where, and I thought, you know yeah. what? We have to get this. We have Get this. Where is the cocoa from? Uh, the cocoa. Dominican Republic. Cocoa. cocoa. Is the, the cocoa nibs is from the uh, Democratic Republic of Congo. You know that place where they uh, do horrible things to one another? Uh, no, seriously, some horrible fucking things West Virginia? happen there. No, no, Congo, man. Some horrible shit yeah. has happened there. But, oh, yeah. And they're slaughtering apes, apparently. I don't know. To be honest with you, I'm not that caught up on the Congo's what? thing. Like Apparently, that. the Congo looks like a beautiful place. I've seen pictures, I've seen all that stuff, and it, it, no, it looks gorgeous. How is it? Is it good? Yeah, it's really good. Oh my god, it smells good. Yeah, it smells good. Oh, that is good stuff. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good job wandering. Wander brewery. Brewing. Now I have to find out where Wander Brewing is yeah, from. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm curious too. Where the too. fuck is Wander? Wander. There's a space in Brewing. Wondering where Wander Brewing Wander is. Brewing. Wander Brewing. It's in Bellingham, Washington. Holy wow. shitbags, Batman. I'm going there. Wow. Where are you, Wander Brewing? We're on Dean Avenue. Dean. <laughs> Have you watched Community? You need to watch fucking Community. Watch it from the beginning. It's I've had a lot hilarious. of people recommend it to me. Oh, we got friends that like this. But yeah, it's on uh, 1807 Dean Avenue in Bellingham, Washington. Huh. I'm tempted to call them right now and say, hey, <laughs> we're drinking your beer. And it is on a, a wander. On a podcast. <clears throat> you want to put them on speaker? Wow, Jack What do you want to say about it? You're a dude canoe. Who? I don't know. Some dude that commented on it. I don't know this person. <laughs> I don't know this person. He's probably not a douche canoe, but his jokes aren't very funny. It doesn't matter. I noticed on uh, a SoundCloud, I think it was. Was it SoundCloud? Yeah. Or was it? No, it was Twitter. Yeah. We had we had six followers, and then it went to five. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the guy joined us. That's thinking, good. It was beer plus three, and then he was he listened to the podcast. And he went, yeah, cancel. Yeah. Fuck you guys. <laughs> 
No, that's good, because when we had six, I felt really mainstream and like we'd sold out. And then when it came back to five, I was like, cool, we're all Indian underground now, so. You're in, I always sound like you said Indian underground. Indie. Indie, 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 Indie underground. And yes, yes. Underground. Indie and underground. Like your new uh, game that you're playing. How is uh, how is uh, the game you're playing? Limbo. How's that working? Oh out? yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Have you uh, have you played that? I have not played it. I I think I actually own the game. The, the premise is that you're yeah, you're a, a little child. It's like a game that Tim Burton would have. Uh, yeah, come and up with. no, it, you're it a got kid who has in, died. When did it come out? I think it came out in 2012. I want to say. And it Is got it around that long. Huge, yeah, it has. Oh, um, it got huge reviews. Yeah, I mean, it was huge everywhere it went. Yeah, every reviewer because I listen to video game reviews all the time as well. Right. Listen and or read, um, and uh, I it it was huge at the time, yeah. and everyone was like, "You have to play this. You have to play." This. And I, being like you, was like, "You tell me what to do." <laughs> And because uh, uh, it's a really stupid it's, way to be, it is a really horrible way to be, and I apologize to the world yeah, for being that way. Yep. And it's a horribly first world way to be too. And <laughs> the, because it is, it's a it's an American thing. Like, you know, I never made that. Do, I'm American. I never so made that it. connection, but you're right. That's no, it's a completely first world way to be. Yeah. Um, and which I think should be a part of our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should have a moment where each one of us complains about one first world problem. <laughs> would that be awesome? I think that would be funny. I think the be toilet funny. paper I bought last week was single rolls. <laughs> exactly. Ran out Wait, very you get quickly. Toilet paper? Aren't you awesome? Because 90% of the human race doesn't get that. That was paper. luxury. Yeah, exactly. We used to have to wipe our asses with rocks. There's still people that have to. That's my point. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's oh, asparagus. <laughs> <laughs> did you uh, did you rub these on your breast? Actually, oh. I actually did rub the asparagus on my breast. So I'm going to tell you. I can see a bit of the taint left on here. <laughs> I rubbed exactly one asparagus on my breasticles, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not sure which one of you guys are going to eat it. But I hope for you those of it. you not watching the video feed, which doesn't exist, <laughs> Mike Mike just put a, a tray of. Asparagus in front of us. I just thought we needed to this, have more lip smacking. And, 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 you know, Jeff said, don't bring a crunchy snack. So I was like, oh, well, okay. I can bring a not a crunchy snack. This is a good, healthy snack. Yeah, asparagus is a little bit crunchy. Yeah, well, hopefully there's a little bit of crunch. Be, yeah. mm-hmm. That's good. I love asparagus. So yeah. that, that actually was made by my daughter. With It was her contribution. Yeah. My instruction, of course. I'm not, I'm not she did a good job. Yeah. She did a really good Drink job. Drink this because this is... Because... As I said on our last podcast, I hate asparagus, and this actually tastes good. Um, well, it mm-hmm. did get rubbed on a chesticle, <laughs> and I'd like to say it came from a can, but it didn't. So I made it just. I like believe the two would hairs on his chest wrapped around one of these, I'm and sorry. just gently tugged at it. I pulled it away. I'm sorry, sir. I don't even have two hairs on my chest. <laughs> I do know. I do know this is an issue for some people, but uh, I'm I'm not one of them. Okay, we covered this whole topic last time. Did we? Well, I, don't I remember think so. Harry Chess, I the don't believe. Whole, well, the manscaping thing. Yeah, we did just. We but did, it was. It was mostly about his ass. I head to the south. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would. I would say that you know there is no hair on my chest, but there never has been. It's not like a manscaping there to be no hair. There just happens to be no hair. Not a very hairy person. You see my luxurious beard here, and uh, like the big holy patches, and the fact that I can't grow it long because it only makes it more obvious that it's very patchy. It looks good though. Yeah, see, I could grow this in like a week. 
You guys are manly, man. Me, I just try to catch up. No, no we're trying to do men. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's nothing to do. I'm you know, the, the only least manly I, man I know. The only reason I do this is because when I actually shave, it tears the shit out of my face. I actually bleed whenever I shave. So have you have you tried one of those razors with the? I've tried everything. Everything. I was desperate. You're not supposed to use an epilady on your face. <laughs> <laughs> I was using a rusty razor. For those who, who remember epilady from 1980, yada da da. There are still some people who use the epilady, believe it or not. Yeah. They're all over 60. <laughs> some people will forever use the Floby, and there will be a generation of people that use the epilady. Epilady? Epilady. Epilady. Yeah. What was the epilator? The epilator was like a little because, spring thing that would mm-hmm, rip Yeah, the it hair. literally rips the hair out of him. Oh, God, man. And I'll never forget. My Jesus. mom got one for um, her Christmas or her birthday or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard so many expletives come from my mother's <laughs> life. <laughs> she went to the bedroom. I'm going to try this right now. Oh, Jesus! I Me and my dad. <laughs> it was a prank gift. You weren't supposed to use it. <laughs> no, she kept using it, and she was like, "Oh, after about a week, it's okay." <laughs> there are people out there who are a little bit of a sadist. Yeah, my little know. pain, you know. I mean, it isn't. But isn't that really Wait, the your best? Jerk off pain or what? <laughs> my jerk. Speaking off of your pain. jerk off pain, how is that? The whole thing going yeah, on. How's, how's the that one? Well, you know, we went, we're going full circle, Rick to you, oh, which is not a circle. Jer- the jerk off pain. Um, well, the jerk off pain, I'll say that, uh, you know, I, I looked into it and I investigated going to a specialist for it, and then I found out my health care is so crummy, there is no specialist nearby that can take a look at that. It's a specialty of uh, doc- doctorals. Uh, doctorals. Doctorals. <laughs> this is the doctor science that's known as urology. I believe that's what doctors call their testicles. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jeff, for making me laugh very hard. No, well, what I was going to say was there is no doctors nearby, no specialists, urologists, that I could go see without driving to Mount... No, not even Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon's 20 minutes a fucking way from Birmingham. Anacortes. The closest... Oh, sorry. You need to drive another 10 minutes on top of that. Come on, man. Come on. Where I'm If you really were concerned about this health issue, Mm -hmm. and you should be, because I love you, you should do this. I am concerned. I'm not concerned enough yet. I'm, it, it's, it's basically a fund, now wait. It's basically a funding issue. Once once mm-hmm. once I have the funds to go, I will go. Might yes. I ask you a question? Yes, you might. Um, is uh, you mentioned it hurts when you ejaculate? Um, I almost said it like a Jew. Ejaculate. Like I'm whispering <laughs> things. Um, <laughs> I don't know if Jews really do that, uh, but. Uh, I saw it in a movie once. Everything, like, you know, bad, they have to spell. Um, But is it, like, every time now? Or is it just that, like... Because I remember you saying a long time ago when you got fixed, this happened a few days later or so many days later. or Something happened where you didn't do it for a very long time. You did it. It hurt. 
Is this happening every time? Is all it, I'm asking. There, you know, I, I've, I've got to be entirely honest, and I haven't been entirely honest with everybody on the planet about this situation because I didn't want to concern them about it. But, you know, yeah. in, 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 in the aspect of being honesty here with the audience, there is an amount of pain every time that I ejaculate. But the amount of pain is not like getting kicked in the nuts anymore like it was the first few times. Now it's more like, uh, it's, it's less than even a flick in the nuts, but it's, it's not right. I know that it's not exactly right. And I've done a little bit of research into it, and, and I, you know, I was able to determine, I was able to figure out which testicle was causing the pain. So now I know which testicle is causing the pain, and I know where the pain radiates from. It's radiating from the point where they did the, it's not an incision, but at the point where they cut the thing. Yeah. And a cyst, your tubes. Exactly. A cyst, cyst develops, you know, on each testicle. And, and that is exactly where the pain is. And, you know, from my research online, it tells me, yeah, you know, sometimes nerve endings will grow into where they've made the cut. And then you're going uh, to experience pain. So that's exactly what But it's that. not life-threatening. It's, it's not It's not detrimental to your existence on the planet it, or anything it's, like that. It's not. But, you know, in my feeling, it could be that, you know, the, also the alignment of those tubes can get off. And, mm -hmm. you're, you know... What I'm what's going through my mind is probably my body is treating this like an infection that is trying trying to fight off, which has caused my testosterone numbers to lower much less than they were. So that, and coupled with a little bit of pain, I'm like, well, you know, I'll wait till there's enough funding available, and then I'll go to the doctor. Right now, you know, I just went and had my wisdom teeth pulled after 20 years. I finally got those pulled out. When, when did that happen? About three weeks ago, four weeks ago. I tell you. So before we had our last podcast. Before we had our last podcast, I had my wisdom. Two of my three wisdom teeth removed, and it's quite wow. an experience. I wish. What? I pro why? Why? Yeah. What prompted that? If you've lived with them for that long, why? Well, because I, I made a trip to the dentist. It was the first time I had been to the dentist since prior to me getting married. Right before we got married, wow. I went to the dentist once. Oh, you're kidding! So I hadn't been to the dentist in twelve years. Holy shit, Mike! <laughs> I need to go to the dentist too, trust me. I go about every four or five years. So, you know, there were some things in life, you know, I'd had people actually wow. bug me. Wow. Um, you know, partners that I'd had before were like, you know, you really should go to the dentist. And so, you know, finally I went to the dentist and, you know, they were like, oh, well, you know, there's, you know. I actually went to the dentist and the dentist said, there's really nothing I can do for you. You're going to have to go to the specialist. <laughs> So I went to the specialist. The specialist takes a look and he goes, "Yeah, well, let's see what we can do." And I'm, you know, first of all, let's get those wisdom teeth out of there because it's causing ninety percent of your problem is the wisdom teeth, you know, creating kind of a situation where you can't brush properly. Mm. So you know that becomes detrimental to the rest of your teeth, and that's exactly what happened. You know, you know, it had you know, some other stuff going on being caused by that. So he said, "Well, let's do a really deep cleaning. We're going to clean all the scale and stuff off your teeth, and we'll see if your gums because." The teeth were actually fine. I, you know, after that many years, the smallest cavity I had wasn't big enough to get filled. They go, well, yeah, you have a cavity, but it's not even big enough that we could actually fill it. Uh. But your gums are in serious, desperate need. You know, I, they talk about this number with gums that the number between zero and ten. And if it's anything over five, you're shit out of luck. Well, I had several of them that were at nine where it's like, ah, uh, you know, there really isn't much we can do. So they've done the deep cleaning. They've pulled the wisdom teeth out. I've been flossing every day. And then um, after we come back from Portland, the, the week after, I'll have to go make another appointment at the dentist. And they're going to see where those pockets are with the numbers on it. And they're going to see if the, if the nines have crawled back to sixes. If they're sixes, I can probably live with them. If they didn't heal up enough and they're still nine, 
signs, well, there's probably going to be some more steps. It's probably going to require some oral surgery. Mm. So I'm waiting for all of that to be out of the way before I deal with the other thing, because the other thing has gotten bearable <laughs> enough. Um, with the supplement I've been taking, it's actually been raising my testosterone. I can feel the effects of it. You know, I'm starting to feel... I go to the gym and I look like I want to kill people now, and I feel I walk around and I feel like I want to kill people, and I've, I've gotten a lot. Wait, what, what kind of medication are you? I, well, I wouldn't call it a medication; it's a supplement. Supplement, sorry. a supplement right. developed by Onnit. It's called T Plus, and you take it 30 minutes to prior have it, prior to having a workout, but you must drink it continuously. It's the drink that I've been drinking, sipping on all night. So, are you gonna work out after this? I'm not, but you're supposed to take it on your off days too. But uh, you know, it, it certainly evolved elevates your testosterone level. Suddenly I feel like I used to feel all the time, which is what I feel really dickish. I feel like an alpha male and I feel like if somebody pisses me off, I want to take them out and rip their head off. And when I go to the gym, I have really good workouts again. And I look at the little punk ass kids that, you know, work out for 40 minutes and leave. And I go, well, I'm here for two hours, bitch. And I just feel like an animal again, which is how I'm supposed to feel because I generally used to feeling like an animal. Right on. Yeah. So that that's all kind of come back, you know. I mean, it's not a hundred percent there, but it's it's back to like within, you know. I feel pretty damn normal. Right. Yeah, good. Good. So I thanks, hope so. Thanks. I hope so. Thanks I to it and, and the T plus. I man. hope somebody's getting some deep dicking. So somebody somebody has been getting some deep dicking uh, right. more frequently. It's it's not been you know. Now I'm pretty sure it's it's you know I'm just saying I'm not dropping the ball here and there has been a few instances since the last podcast which is better than the average had been for the last couple yeah. of months so Good. you know I'm, I'm I'm saying there's some interest but uh, you know I think I'm I think I'm on the road to recovery here I think now with my testosterone levels raised thanks to the uh, supplement I've been taking um, I think it's just a matter of getting the the little bit of pain taken care of and uh, as, as soon as there's some funding available for that I'm, I'm gonna go get that taken care of I've been trying to manually stimulate the pain away you know because like I said it is a cyst the cyst does develop where the cuts made I mean just like it's scar tissue right mm, yeah, yeah so I've been trying to manually stimulate that to see if there if there is a nerve maybe I can push the nerve out of the way so I've been working on that I'll continue yes I'm playing with my balls is what I'm saying I'm playing with my balls <laughs> This is a fancy way of saying, I'm playing with my balls. But I'm playing with my balls with purpose. It's not like I'm trying to get off. Yes, it does make me erect, but uh, that's not, not the main goal here. The main goal here is to stimulate this cyst and area and move this nerve out of the way. It's one of my favorite things about doctors is they, they do that. It's like, you need to stimulate the area. <laughs> and perhaps you need to uh, eject the uh you know and i love the fact that they do shit like that my my Steve last is physical like, really you need to play with your balls and jerk off and come along yeah, my last it's really what you need to do and just do it and i would love it if a doctor did that but they can't do it because yeah um, wait, wait, our wait, society wait. is all about suing people for doing stupid shit we we uh is that an actual conversation you had? I mean, I, I, did, I didn't want to roll on and wanted you. No, no, it's not an actual conversation, but I've, I've, have you ever, we've all been to the doctor. Yeah. And the way they discuss things, it's always area and it's always yeah. stimulate right. and it's always these, these different things that, that really, that could kind of mean anything at this point. Right. Are you saying you want your doctor to, to be a little. I want, I want my doctor, to, yeah, exactly, be kind of crass and just. <laughs> Say, you know what? Guess what you need to do? Yeah. Go fuck a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Well, my, 
I was gonna say on my you know, last. You need to do that several times. It'll make you feel better. Yeah. It'll stimulate some, uh, you know, brain activity and some lower activity. All I'm saying. Basically, is- I need Shaft as my doctor. That's who I need. <laughs> And he might not be wrong. Shit. If you, went, <laughs> if you were to go out and fuck said bitch, that imaginary doctor never told you, you might be able to appreciate certain movies a little bit better. You know, movies like we were talking about earlier from Sofia Coppola with Bill Murray. It's all about fucking said bitch. And no, it wasn't. You missed the point of that movie completely. I, I was solidly on the point of that movie because that is the, a, point the of that movie, movie was not about fucking the bitch. The, the point of that movie Ooh. was about the people that we've lost in life. The point of that movie is lost I'm going to go piss right now and you people talk about your lost. And by the time I get back, that's the end of Lost. We're so not what do talk you, about Lost anymore. What do you think happened to Walt? <laughs> he grew up. He did grow up, didn't he? He opened a park called Disneyland. Oh my god, I love that place. Who doesn't love Disneyland? <laughs> I certainly hope. I love... You know what? I was amazed at how... how um, when I went to Disneyland, or when we took the kids to Disneyland a few years ago, I'd uh, kind of amazed at how much I got into it. <laughs> You know, I expected that I was going to be kind of just guiding them through it, and the whole time I'm like sort of reliving my childhood. You know, so what you're trying to say is you had a good time. I had a great time. Yeah, was... not some time. Did you want to at any point say I love Disneyland? What's <laughs> I looked it right in the eye and said I love you, Disneyland. I do every time. I, I, I step That's to the a... side of the park there. Yeah, I kind of look around to make sure there's nobody looking, and if they are, yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah. I, I love you, Disneyland. What's really weird yeah. though is my recollection when I went to Disneyland. I was like five or six years old, and I remember we were across the street from the front entrance of it. You know, and the front entrance was the uh, where they had the you know like the flowers that were made up to look like Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. That was the front entrance, and it's still the front entrance. But the whole California Adventure thing was a neighborhood the time it was actually a parking lot to be honest with you i remember it being a neighborhood no it was a parking lot and then across from the parking lot is where you're talking about there was a neighborhood and there was a few hotels oh okay yeah okay but that's it, it that weirded me out because i kept thinking we need to go to the uh south when we went to the south side of the park which is what i thought you know where we were going what i picture from, from childhood was completely wrong we ended up having to you know go up to the middle of the park and uh, it was just, it was weird for me to suddenly stand there and go, wow, they converted this entire, like, several blocks of houses and, you know, whatever parking lots, I guess, if I don't, I don't remember that part, but... Um. Well, I don't know when you went to Disneyland, maybe it wasn't parking lot, but to my recollection, it was always parking lot. Yeah? It, I went... That's <laughs> because your mom lied to you. <laughs> I went when I was <laughs> was like, five. welcome to Disneyland! <laughs> she paid to get into the parking lot, and then just let you run around. <laughs> it wasn't even Disneyland, it was just some random parking lot somewhere. Go, go on that ride where you break into the cars and drive around. Breaking, but no, um, now who's being racist? That was yeah. 19. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> it was all. It was 1970. You know, it would have been 1974 when I went. That was the year I was born. That was the year I was five. <laughs> You're not that much older than me, are you? I'm 45. What is you know what my uh, somebody this week looked at me and said, "Oh my, I'll just say it." You're just a young looking man. That's you're all. very youthful for your age. I guess. Yeah, he's sexy. My boss looked at me this week and said, "Hey, your publisher." Yeah, he's sexy. 
<laughs> looked at me and said, wow, your, your publisher is really young. I said, yeah, he's like a year younger than me, I think. And he, he goes, he's like 34. I was like, how old do you think I am? He goes, I don't know, you're like in your late 30s or so? No, I'm 45. And he looked genuinely shocked. And then I was sitting there thinking, are you just, are you being nice? Are you being polite to me? Or You are the one <laughs> instance where you can say, white don't crack. <laughs> Okay. White don't brag. <laughs> the one, the one instance. Beyond that, it's only black people. Well, Asian don't crack, black don't crack. Basically, people with color don't crack generally. But Rick is very youthful, uh, considering his his age, the number of years <clears throat> he's been around, which is only five more than me. What am I talking about? Also, I think uh, the fact yeah. is Mike is racist. <laughs> I, it's a fact. It is a fact. White girls, by the time they're 40, look like they've been runned over. The girl got a little bit of color in her skin, 40, hitting her prime. (laughs) No comment. So I see we're staying on our timeline pretty pretty strictly. No, actually, we're we're, going to have to skip budget and after Mike's went off. Who gives a shit about after Mike's went off? We were drunk last time. And, and then, after we cut you guys off, which is about the two-hour mark, I believe, like an hour, things 50. degraded extremely fast. <laughs> and uh, about two and a half hours in, it was just guttural sounds. It was just kind of these primordial sounds coming from our asses. It was just. <laughs> Did you guys want to talk about budget before we get to cougars? Well, yes. I wanted to discuss why Rick was laughing there. This is a callback to the last episode. We started with asparagus that had been rubbed on boobies. <laughs> and now and Rick, Rick enjoyed. They were, they, were, they were far from hot anymore. If you had experienced one while they're hot, they're even better. Yeah. But you said you enjoyed them and they didn't come out of a can. Yes. Can you warm those up, sir? I could. I could. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry, I, I don't mean to, you know. There'd probably be much I don't mean to test your testosterone. <laughs> I don't want you to hurt me or kill me, you animal. <laughs> I'm looking at Mike right now, and there's... There Dude, you're a sexy animal, that's all I'm saying. But there are knives on the wall behind Mike right now, so we need to Though I think it was Rick, Deanne, that I would let enter me. <laughs> that's only because Rick is more sensitive and Jeff's into that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's probably true. So what do you guys think of the beer? <laughs> this beer is Fucking amazing! This I is probably this. one of the best porters I, I have had. Yeah, God. And they're making this in, in Bellingham. I love the idea of calling the guys who make it right now. Trying well, to get I, I almost, the yeah, we're awesome. like making a podcast right now. You yeah. want to come over? Yeah, <laughs> we'll do a supplemental, and it'll be us interviewing you. Well, what, is, what exactly is it that we're drinking? You know, I had gotten up. Somebody was. Well, in. you went to the bathroom, and we actually started discussing the beer a little bit. And uh, I had to look up where the beer was being brewed. It's uh, what was the brewery? Sorry, Wander. Yeah, yeah. Wander Brewing. Yep. Oh, this is brewery number three that's recently opened in Bellingham. And wow. Huh. Wander, if this is just the first beer I've ever had for you, absolutely amazing. Gorgeous beer. Yep. I love the explanation that it was like this global mutt. Because I've always, it, it, this is America. We're all mutts. Get used to it. <laughs> I'm sorry, even my wife, who's from Mexico, is, is like Arabic, French, and Mexican. Is she also French? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, she's not because really the French Mexico. had Mexico for a little while, which is the Puebla, the uh, the Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's the fifth of May. They're, they the the people rose up and with pitchforks and like rocks and shit yeah. and fought back the French. Oh yeah, yeah. Who tried to take over the country again? Oh, that's cool. And uh, uh, also Germany did the same thing. So they were like kind of had a lot of shit going on. Um, they cool. eventually had their independence. 
on September 16th. Because like all Mexican holidays, mm -hmm. it takes forever to celebrate it. So it's like three or four days. <laughs> well, they know how to do shit right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. They know how to do shit right. My wife was just saying the other day, um, she was talking to um, what uh, her friends up in Canada. I'm not going to mention your name, Adela. But uh, <laughs> she teaches Zumba. And Zumba is all about kind of the dancing with the hips and everything. Yeah, yeah. And white folks can't dance. We all know this. You know, there is some that can. There is some that can. Your wife, we know this. At one of the parties we had here at this house, your wife tried to teach me how to dance. Yeah. And it was the worst experience of my beautifully life. Beautifully. Pathetic and pathetic. Not, all at the same time. It was beautifully Not pathetic. because she wasn't doing a good job. She was trying her best. But her student was... But I love the fact that, not, she was, that Adela was saying that they... Oh my god, I love it when the Latina moms come in because they know how to do it. Yeah. They know how to dance, they know how to move. And it's like, These are Canadians you're talking about, right? These are white, pasty-ass Canadians. They're just like us. They're, we're white, pasty-ass bitches. Listeners, I'm now going to fire up the food, so if you hear the sound of sizzling oil and can smell the aroma of asparagus, shallot, bacon, balsamic vinegar, that's wafting in the air here while I... Make the food warm for Jeff. <laughs> How are you? Oh, okay. By the way, I think he meant, uh, what are they called? Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts, yeah, oh yeah. I did. Mike, that's why you have to own a microwave. No way. No, you do not microwave something like that. You're a knocky, knocky man. I'm not. Knocky, and I need to spank you now. Okay, if you insist. But anyway, <laughs> I think we should get on to our Cougars on the Beach, and then we have to talk about our movie, Phil. Oh, yeah, we haven't even talked about the movie yet. No, because it has one of the best quotes that reminds me of uh, my lovely friend Mike in it. Uh, we can skip the Cougars on the Beach. Yeah, yeah it was in Bellingham. Sad. It died on the beach, or it drowned. I think it, it most likely it fell down and drowned. It's a bummer story. It's a bummer story. Creatures die all the fucking time. I just love, I read this wonderful article by uh, I Love Fucking Science. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was about the, the, the horribleness of the animal kingdom. Did you read the rapey shit yeah. that all the animals do? It was like, wow, that's awesome. Because love, guess it's, what? It's actually, I fucking love science. But you change it to I love fucking science. <laughs> which opens up a There's whole lot science of science to fucking and I do it. Yeah. Mm. Okay, Brussels sprouts is on that list of things I don't like. Eat it. <laughs> oh, wow. That's really good. As he puts down the fork. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> no, it is. It's actually really good. But yes, we have cougars here. I don't know why people get every every time cougar appears mm -hmm. anywhere in the Northwest. Oh, I wait, think North it's, America. It's a shock. Shock. Why? I think it's a surprise because... If you know anything North about cougars, not so much as a surprise. Because they're, they're, I, I don't know, they're, um... Predatory wild animals. Yeah, but they don't, they don't make themselves known. Like, you see deer no, no. all over the place. Yeah. Like, I've gotten to the point where I see deer, and it's like, who gives a shit? You just drive past them, and it's like, you hope they're not in the road, so they're not holding you up, but... Cougars are a little different. We saw a bobcat about two months ago. Deanna really? Saw I've bobcat. never seen a bobcat. Bobcat. We saw it, it ran across um, what was it Mount Baker Highway? Awesome. And at first we thought it was a regular cat. We're coming to my house. No, actually we were going into town. <laughs> we were thinking about you though. 
hand. <laughs> God, we wish we were going out to Jeff's right now. But we uh, we were driving, and Bobcat ran across the road. across the road? Yeah. And at first, we both had the same reaction. which was, wow, that's a weird-looking cat. And then a second later, we're like, oh, that's not a cat. Actually, yeah, it is. Well, yes. Okay, it's a cat, but not a house cat, which is what I meant by that. No, they're not very much separated, so yeah, exactly. It's yeah. a cat. Basically. But I, it's one of those, I don't know, you think about cougars as sort of... Um, you know, when I think you, about cougar, cougars... Cougars, I, yes. Cougars. Cougars. When I think about cougars... When I think about the cougars, all it does is really make me erect. Uh, <laughs> all I, I'll, I'm just waiting for one to hit on There's me, but it's speaking, never happened. Speaking of cougars, how many people have been with it over Mm, I have. I remember. Uh, you know, not. Oh, that's really good. Did one? Well, what did, did you make this or? No, I, that's the one I made. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, you like it? Yeah. Well, that, that's well, what bur- bur- Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts is on my list of things that you hate. Right? I don't like. Yeah, but I made you love it. <laughs> I'm looking the Brussels sprouts in the eye. I'm saying I love you. <laughs> I can flip you. I'll flip you. <laughs> Best line in the fucking movie. <laughs> Bet. I fuck, I fuck it's, a, it's a great movie, but Jeff is not wrong. That is the best line from a, a phenomenal movie. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about? Should we move on to the movie portion of the, uh, of movie, the son! Movies. Movies, 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 movies? See, I need to make more little more music interludes to throw in the background of this. Why so. do you, no, no, no. Less is more. Less is more. Relax. Relax. If we discuss the movie, do we? Do we... Slow your roll, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the lyrics. <laughs> How in depth do we discuss the movie? Oh, it's really good. I'm, I'm glad you're impressed. That's like the third time you told me, so I'm glad that you enjoy it. I'm, it's really if good. There, That's if, there's a, if, if, if there's anything I like, it's when I can serve somebody something that they thought they weren't gonna like, yeah. and then they enjoy it. Yeah. It probably Jeff was right at the deep heat. You know, I covered it so they would stay warm, and then you know it was way past that point. So, right. so you know, they needed to be, be fired. But you know, even with a refire, it's a little bit of heat. But there's spoilers in the movie. Do we give spoilers, or do you think we stay away from yes. spoilers? No, we talk about it. Yeah, we, we're going to discuss the fucking movie because people who listen we, to this podcast, we told people that we're going to watch this goddamn movie. They needed to watch it, so yes, we're going to we're going to spoil it. So what I really liked, about except hold on, hold on. Let's not spoil the part where he turns out to be a transvestite. Don't mention that. Would you consider him a transvestite? Well, he dressed like a woman, right? Yeah, but he didn't dress like a woman okay. to get off on the fact that he was dressed like what a woman. What he just say could not be worse than the internet movie database, IMDb, description of this fucking movie. Because it, it... What's the IMDb description because, of Because, and you know, I, I, I read and listen to a well, lot of well, movie... For people listening to the podcast, we should probably mention that the film we're talking about is Filth. It's a movie. It is actually a book written by Irving Welsh. And if you know Irving Welsh, um, you probably know Train Spotting and The Acid House and several other books that he wrote. Because there's another movie called Filth that was like in 2004 or something like that. We don't talk about that movie. Okay, so it's the 2012, 2013, 2014. Nonetheless, this movie is beautiful and brilliant, like most of the movies made for Irving Welsh about his uh, his books. I mean, Train Spotting was genius; it was brilliant. If anyone has ever seen The Acid House, if you have not seen it, go see The Acid House. Rent it. You're going to need subtitles because it's horribly Scottish. Um, if you read the books, you're going to need subtitles as well. It's horribly <laughs> Scottish. Get the annotated tales of uh, The Acid House. Which, by the way, Irving Welsh wrote the uh, screenplay to. 
That was the one book that he wrote the screenplay to was The Acid House, yeah. which is probably why it is so deeply Scottish and so deeply disturbing. Well, he did get a producer credit on Filth, which I really appreciate, which means, you know, he was at least semi-hands-on mm -hmm. with making yeah. sure that the end product, you know, encompassed his vision. Now, I want to I go around the table, at least with you two, and, and let you describe this movie. We'll start with Mike. And I love your shirt. It says, put it in your mouth. I still have my shirt. It doesn't fit me because I'm too fat. I'm sorry. But, no, don't be sorry. I'm the one that got fat. <laughs> You're a sexy bitch. I already told you this. Now, describe this movie. Describe filth to us. To me, I would, I would describe uh, filth as being a, a movie that is highly Scottish and is very much in touch with the neuroses of uh, the modern man. Um, this this is a movie that very much encompasses a lot of my soul. You know, by the end of this movie, I felt like not only did it touch me, but it was expressing me. It was a, it was a, it was a great expression of how crazy I feel at a lot of moments in my life, where you know I'm just a jackrabbit, just going you know full pace all the time, doing whatever it's needed, continue to to continue to go 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 and get done all of the tasks that I need to accomplish in my life. I don't snort coke like he does. Um, I don't dress in women's clothing. I wouldn't call him. I don't know if I'd necessarily call him a transvestite like Rick did. But I, I would say he is very much a uh, uh, dual personality. What's the, what's the term for people who have... Schizophrenic. Uh, not schizophrenic. Well, he was probably borderline schizophrenic, but he was more... Uh, what, what's it's not dual personality? It's uh, bipolar. Bipolar. Oh, okay. Bipolar. He, you know, he. Watching this movie made me feel very bipolar, and I, I think it made me feel very bipolar, probably because I have a little bit of that in me. And and I would say it was the path of, of one man's degradation into realizing a self discovery of how bipolar he is. Now he makes a smart decision at the end of the movie. He wraps that shit around his neck and it breaks. That's it. Game over. He's got to play by the same rules as everybody else. That's my favorite line in the movie. Hmm. What is that line? The rules are the same? The rules are the same. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. The rules are the same. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> you sin, you're going to die. You sin. It doesn't matter if you sin or not, you're going to die. No, this is true in life, but in movies, in movies, if if, if it's you know if you've ever taken a film class, as I have, oh. you'll know that if a person in American cinema sins, that they generally tend to die. It doesn't necessarily. That was an American movie, by the way. No, it was it, not an American movie. Very much not an American movie. And a lot of American movies, and you need you need to watch Dom Hemingway then, because nobody who sins in that movie dies. Now, <laughs> I, I'm very much talking about the American rules of cinema. Sin, you die. Um, and this played by that same rule. There's no happy ending. He does die. There's no happy ending for but, anyone. But at the, at the end of this movie, I felt very in touch with it. It made me feel very, you know, like, huh, yeah, I'm probably a bit bipolar, and, you know, I just don't medicate as hard as he does. Hmm. I'm curious to see how Rick describes the movie, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't have considered him trans, transsexual or transvestite. Well, transvestite is just someone who dresses no. as the... Yeah, it is. A transvestite happens to dress in female's clothing. Mm -hmm. yeah. That doesn't describe the whole neuroses. But what, what's Not the necessarily difference? even a neuroses, actually, at this point. No, no. Wait, anyway, he, he thinks sorry. it's his wife, and he dresses as his wife. Mm -hmm. He's but, obsessed. He's obsessed of his wife. Anyway, okay. you've described the movie. Let's move on to uh, okay. Rick. I like the movie well enough to say that I like... I, I don't regret watching it, but I wouldn't watch it again. Wow. And I felt like the movie was like... 
any little segment of the movie I would I enjoyed, but I didn't enjoy the whole thing overall because I felt like it was. I'm not sure what the whole message was behind the movie. I don't know if I just didn't get it. I kept feeling like I was um like it was maybe some sort of a social commentary that you had to be maybe uh, in the UK to understand. A Scotsman. Yeah, I didn't understand it. I, there were parts of where I kept thinking this, like little parts of it, little <laughs> segments of it were really entertaining. Like little little five to ten minute segments of it in itself were were really great, <clears throat> but overall, at the end of the movie, I kept thinking, well, what was the whole point of that? Like somehow I kind of missed. I don't know if I just wasn't on the same wavelength with the filmmaker, mm-hmm. the I, storyteller, or something. Can I, I didn't quite get it. Sure. I'm, I'm very curious. Would you describe yourself as an alpha personality or no? Probably not. Might be why you don't relate. Yeah. Why? What's well, the? Well, this this character is very much alpha. He very much wanted to control his vi- environment. Not only did he want to control his environment, he wanted to be at the peak of his environment. He wanted to oversee everything. And and a, a person who is not of an alpha personality might sit at there and go, I don't get his motivation at all. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Um, I just know that I I liked little parts of the movie. I could see watching little portions of this movie over again, but I couldn't see sitting through the whole thing again. To me, it was beautifully orchestrated. I mean, I sat yeah. back and watched him try to manipulate, like, very much like I try to manipulate my life. I watched him do the very, the same, the same things I would do within my own life to manipulate situations to, yeah. to make sure that I'm on top. Yeah. So, I related completely. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't get that out of it. Maybe, I, and I just kept feeling like... Because if you watch a movie like Fight Club, that's very American. That's very it's it's poking a lot of fun at American attitudes about things. Oh, and especially about what it means to be a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, so and, I got yeah, that, and, yeah. and that movie struck me as like parts of that movie are very funny, and parts of it are very disturbing, and parts of it are really violent, and it's like all over the map. But I watched that whole movie start to finish, and I got it. I was like, okay, they're they're really satirizing the whole. American male attitude, and I got that. But when I was watching Filth, I kept thinking, "I'm there's something I'm not getting here." I, I, no, I think I think you're dead right. I think, I think yeah. you hit the the head of the nail. Yeah. So I and, uh, here's then, what, here's what I have to say. I think it was a really well made movie. And it was a well written and conceived movie, but I didn't. I don't think I quite got it. I think I think no. I, I think you, I think I think you nailed it right there in yeah. saying that. You know, there's a twist at the end of this movie that's very similar to Fight Club, but Fight Club is is very much a commentary on an American landscape, whereas Filth is very much a personal story about one man. It's it's got nothing to do with his social environment and has everything to do with him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't want to make it sound like I hated the movie or wouldn't recommend it to people, because I would. I think it was a really well-made movie and a well-written movie. But I just, it didn't click for me, and I, w- I don't think I would ever watch it again. I would watch little parts of it. Um, like, there were parts of it. It's almost like it was a movie, I almost felt like it was like a series of skits. You know, so I would watch little segments of it again and enjoy it. It, but it, I don't was, think it, I would it was almost it scripted again. like a play. Yeah. Can I ask oh, yeah, you yeah. a question? Have you seen Train Spotting? Yes. Okay. Would, uh, is that a movie you would watch again? I mean, is that, a, is that something you would. I would watch it. Yeah, I think so because well, I don't know. Well, Train Spotting had a more a little bit more universal theme of like somebody who's caught in the grips of, you know, the whole drug addiction thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a little more universal. Yeah. What I'm saying with with Filth is I felt like I missed something, like there was some social element to that that maybe maybe mm-hmm. I don't know, Mike sounds like he got something that I didn't get out of. That was sort of a surprise when he said See, I didn't get anything that Mike got out of it. And yeah. and I but I got it very, I I got it my own way, and and, and that's what really 
what when it comes down to judging anything, whether it's films or TV or whatever it is, it's it, it's really all opinion at some point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 most points, actually. And I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I got that kind of aspect of, of the insanity of normal fucking life. You just want to punch it in the fucking face. <laughs> Every day, over and over Every again. day, over and over and over. And that was a beautiful aspect to it. But truly, this movie is... And it's an incredibly common theme to uh, Irving Welsh's... Uh, and just me watching the movies. A very common thing for Irving Welsh is the drug addiction and the, the oppressive... The oppressive nature of normality and, and, and to... The, the oppressive nature of, of life itself and normality. Not only the socio-political aspects of it, but also just the everyday aspect of existing. It's fucking horrible. It's painful. It's, it's annoying. It's why we drink. It's why we smoke. It's why we, <laughs> it's why we fuck. And it's been like that for the last 20,000 years. He, right. you, you said it very beautifully. I mean, but I, I think I think what he was really getting at was, you know, the thing that we fight against. And, and you know, I know you and I, maybe not Rick as much, but maybe. <laughs> we fight against this world that we live within that we don't feel a part of. You know, we, you and I, we probably don't feel normal. We probably don't feel like we fit in. You know, I, I, I no, and you're right. I've never felt normal, and I actually expressed this. One of our guests is an Englishman, and he is an Englishman that's gay. He lives in Canada. He's come here, and uh, he came to uh, Canada a long time ago. He fucking hates England and everything we do with it. <laughs> Seriously. I'm like, but you're perfectly fucking English. How could you hate where you just came from? Because it's not that bad. It's not as bad as you're saying it is. Yeah. Just like we hate here, but it's really not as bad as we think it is. It never is. Uh, but he's this gay man who came from there and is dating, uh, has been with his same partner for the last how many years? A gay relationship. So it's, it's open. Sorry. Yeah. It is. Um, because they're men, and that's how men are. There's nobody in a... Gay men are exactly like straight men. We're both the same. We're both exactly the same kind of human being. It's just gay men get laid a lot more than straight men because we're fucking idiots. <laughs> There's no gay man that's not getting laid. Pretty much. And if they yeah. are, they No matter how toothless, <laughs> nasty, and ugly they are, they're still sucking cock and getting cock. Yeah. And you know what? Kudos. I wish I could get that much cock. Yeah. It didn't come out right. <laughs> But going back, metaphorically speaking, Jeff, <laughs> metaphorically, wants, no, Jeff wants some cock. It's not metaphorically speaking. <laughs> anyway, no, going back to the Irving Berlin story, I really believe that, that <laughs> the core of filth and most of his films is people fighting against existence, against hmm. normality, against against everything that is. Uh, but they're doing it. Frivolously, they're doing it, uh, not frivolously, what's the word I'm looking for? They're doing it, there's really no purpose to what they're doing. Not, I think... Because the truth is, they are normal. I'm sorry, they are normal. No, no, you, you I was I was going to interrupt, and uh, I'm glad I waited for the pause, because you're right. No, what, what, in the long term of his story, you know, it's, it's not that they're fighting against normalcy. What he's saying is, hey... Crazy is normal. What you perceive to be normality, you're, you know, is a self-infliction. Every, everybody else, 
else out there that's walking in these circles. They're all just as nuts as you are. Why are you fighting it? Mm -hmm. that, that you know, you're 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 exactly right in saying that. You know, that that's yeah. exactly what he's <laughs> describing. Is we're all kind of bananas. Don't mm -hmm. think that everybody else is normal. They're not. Mm -hmm. You know, when he describes the characters in in this story, the movie that we watched. You know, there's the gay guy. There's the guy whose wife is getting banged by somebody else. Mm -hmm. They all, you know, this main character is internally internalizing these other characters being normal, but at the same time, he's playing against every one of their weaknesses, and their weaknesses makes them unnormal. They're just as screwed up as he is. I'm sorry. And that's exactly what he's saying is, is you know, stop resisting. Stop fighting to be normal. Everybody else out there is just as screwed up as, as you are, which, you know, I, I certainly lived. You know, I was... I was downtown being somewhat outside the norm. I was, mm -hmm. I was, you know, not being a very normal person while I was downtown. And I ran into somebody else who I, you know, works very closely to me. And they were down there doing something not very normal. And I thought to myself, this guy's just as screwed up as I am. That's the beautiful thing about humanity. And that, and that, and that growing up in a, the beautiful society that we really grew up in. Regardless of how fucked up, racist, sexist, piece of shit society that we live in, it's pretty safe. I mean, listen to the sirens out there. I mean, uh, uh, I'm sorry, at 40, at, at 14, the sirens scared the shit out of me. At 24, still scared the shit out of me. 34, nah. 44, nah, they don't scare me at all. No. Because we're not doing anything goddamn wrong. No. But uh, I, 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 I think my point... Is that yes, you're right. Um, everyone's crazy, everyone's afraid. And that was the beautiful ending to that movie when he sent the, the video to the one person he respected, the least respectful person in his life. I love the representative of the, 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 the animals. Mm -hmm. He was the pig because he really was a pig. He was a fucking pig. Yes, he was. And I love the, the elephant, the big, stupid, dumb guy who was just a lovely human being, actually. Mm -hmm. But he was just this elephant. And yes, the weasel was his, his book buddy. You know, I mean, the animal representatives really were the representatives of what he perceived those people as being. Which, in actuality, those people were much more than what he was perceiving. And it's like that with the human race. When we're teenagers, everything's black and white. And we're, we fight against everything. And we want everything to be a certain way. And when we're older, we realize that, guess what? Everyone's as fucked up as we are. We're just as stupid. We're just as afraid. We're just as, we're just as, we jerk off just as much as that guy down the street. Whether he's homeless, whether he's fucking wealthy as fuck. It doesn't matter. Probably more so. <laughs> It doesn't matter. That's what's beautiful about Irving Welsh and what he writes. He takes degradation and makes it normal. And that's what I find beautiful about most of the movies. And I can't say anything because I have not read his books. I really should probably sit down and fucking read his books. But I have least, not. You should at least audible.com and audio tape his books. <laughs> Unfortunately, right now and, and probably for quite a while, I'm listening to... Uh, uh, what do you call those lectures? University lectures on anthropology and archaeology. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> I'm listening right now to uh, a Canadian archaeologist who uh, I listened to many years ago. In uh, the they do lectures every year in Canada, and he did this one lecture on uh, uh, prehistory and prehumans. Uh, prehuman? <laughs> no, they were human. Um, uh, on um, uh, essentially prehistoric humans per se, quote unquote, mm -hmm. and how what 
how much information has been forgotten. The Polynesians, most of the Polynesian uh, civilization, was able to traverse the ocean mm -hmm. without a sextant, without using the stars. Wait, wait. Almost how? perfectly. You tell me they didn't have stars? They had stars, they just didn't use them <laughs> to navigate. No, why not? <laughs> Back before the stars were invented. Exactly. I, I, I'm sorry, but I'm, this guy invented stars. You know, he probably did. Miley Cyrus? Nobody without this uh, motherfucker. No, 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 no. I had nothing to do with that. I know when I have stars in my eyes, it's all I can think about. Well, I would think about Rick Anderson, too. So, so what's the next... Are we going to go with the movie that I recommended, or will you guys we, have something we, else we in could, mind? We could very much go with the movie you recommended. I'm going to feel like a little butthurt about it, but that's Why? okay. Why? Well, you, you know how I feel about you, horror films. We can films. wait till the next. It's not a horror it's film. It's not a horror film. No, no, not at all. it looks like a horror film. Like I looked at this and I went, "Oh, this is Rick. It's trying to it's me and my B." <laughs> and I thought that's all right because I'll just I'll just pick one. I would never. Cool. I would never f you in the B. Why not? Well, unless you ask nicely, or unless you said you love me. I, Rick, I, I love you. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I don't after, want you to f me in the B. After the podcast, today. I'll f you in the B. So. <laughs> No, the ink is very much like something that... Gamer... And by B, I believe he means buttocks. I, I think he means butthole. <laughs> I was going with bottom. Bottom, yes. Bottom. Um, ink is very much like... Um, it reminds me of the movie, uh, say, Pan's Labyrinth. Not be not any specifics of the plot, but because it's the same... It's the same, like, fantasy, a lot of the fantasy elements. I didn't, I didn't make it all the way through the preview, so maybe I missed something, okay. but it didn't seem very Pan's Labyrinth We can me. wait. I mean, if you I'm have sorry, a suggestion. Pan's Labyrinth is extremely violent. It's yeah. extremely horrific. Yeah. I didn't see any but of that it, in the first 30 seconds of the trailer. Just in the imagine, not in the, it's not like Pan's Labyrinth, but it's, it's as imaginative as. And it's a fantasy mm -hmm. story. That, that must have been the in the story. last 30 seconds. It tells you the story of a little girl, same way the Pan's Labyrinth does. Mm -hmm. It was a very, for me, it was really, it was really affecting. So, <laughs> but we can wait. No, no. I don't I'm, mind. I don't Are you inviting him to F you in the B? <laughs> <laughs> well, am I going to get my turn afterwards? I mean, if he's going to blow me afterwards, maybe. Uh, don't worry, I'll give you a reach around because I'll be effing him in the B. <laughs> <laughs> Your arms are long enough that maybe we can make this happen. Oh, do you guys hear the music? <laughs> yeah, that's the closing music. I think we're coming to the end of the podcast. Uh, we are coming close to the end of the podcast. So, but nonetheless, is there any final thoughts? Any I mean, I think thoughts? we all enjoyed the film uh, Filth. Yes. I think we all enjoyed it very all, much. To different us, degrees. I, I, I think that we enjoyed it for different reasons. And I, I believe that the uh, the plight of humans is is gorgeous. And I think it's tragic. And it's, it's absolutely amazing. And, and Irving Welsh, I think, does a very good job at, at describing that. And, mm. and uh, forming that into something, regardless of how disgusting we can relate to it. Right. He 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 makes that the, the plight very tangible, you know. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, this is this is the exact experience with art, you know. It's to take emotion, feeling, thought, yep. throw it on the canvas, and let you plow what you need to pull out. I mean, and, and it, also there's some boobs in it, which helps a lot. <laughs> I don't even remember. If boobs. this wasn't a podcast, I'd slap the <laughs> shit out of you. <laughs> I'm just giving you guys shit. So. 
Okay, so we're at the. Uh, at the no, we're the we're podcast. at a point where we're we're wrapping this shit up. Okay, so I want your final thoughts on filth. My final thoughts on filth. I would watch. Discreet. You would watch. I'd watch discreet. No, no. Give us some portions thoughts. of it. Some what? Watching is not thoughts. Give us some thoughts. What was your interpretation? What was my thoughts on film? it? I overall, I would not watch the entire thing start to finish again. But I did not regret watching it. I thought it was a well-made movie, and I would watch portions of it. So you'd watch like YouTube clips of it. Like at some yes. at some point in your life you're going to have yeah. desires to go back and watch it. Yes. I yeah, actually that's true. I will there will be moments where I can see that movie <laughs> popping into my head and I'll think I'd like to watch that scene again. I very much want to suggest again. that we watch Lost in Translation just so we can discuss it. I think there's some We can do that instead. And put, but instead no, 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 no. It's what? not my turn. Ink. Okay, so it's ink. Okay. It, it's, it's ink, and I'll have I'll have a couple. I'll have it like a. Well, we've got like another week to our next podcast, right? I mean, okay. this week we're doing this episode number two. Yes. Uh, if nobody gets sick before episode number three, I mean, I don't know how we're going to make it happen, but we're going to all be getting no, together. Guess again. what episode number three is? <laughs> not before your birthday. Oh, you want to do it? You want to do it the yeah. Friday? Oh, I, I think yeah, that would be, be the a good perfect idea. time. Yeah, I think we could come here. And to be honest with you, if we started early enough, I, of course, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have the day off. I have the next week off. Oh, I should. I'm, I was thinking about taking the next week off too. Then let's do it. I have children. I have one child. I have, I have to be there for. I have children. Too. You do, <laughs> believe you it or do. not. You do. Wake up. Seven o'clock, eight o'clock. We wake up. We have, a, we have a podcast while everybody's getting up around us. Yeah. And we talk about the weekend, you know, the Saturday before. Okay. I, th- I think this is going to be an awesome experience. It's going to be a twofer. It's going to be a beginning of this saga Friday, and it's going to be a continuation come Sunday. And we're going to see where we're at. And then, Not a bad idea. And then come the it next week, yeah. come the next week is going to be the annex, the, the appendices of, of, of the... The appendices, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think we're going for a threefer here. I think that's what I'm saying. <laughs> a threefer. I'll do a threefer for you anytime. <laughs> so uh, podcast. Give me I some think final thoughts on today's podcast. Give me wraps some final up the thoughts. podcast. Final the thoughts. Final thoughts. Give it to me, baby. Um, we'll start with uh, Richard here. Or Richard. My, my final Richard. thoughts are: Rick. I liked the Brussels sprouts. Mike, <laughs> did I tell you what? Went I'm going to stab you with this fork. <laughs> I don't know. There was I no boobies involved in the Brussels sprouts. Oh man. Actually, I was hoping like that I was, uh, rubbed them on my boobies. My <laughs> hope was to serve them early enough that we'd be paying for the aftermath during the duration. But my feeling is that we're yeah. going to be paying for that in the next hour because I know even once the mics go off, we're going to be sitting here for a while because we might have almost is finished this, this, but it ain't is done this yet. Podcast going to end with the same discussion about Brussels sprouts causing farts that the first one ended. It, 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 <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. Okay, good. Give me, give me some final thoughts, people. Come on. Final man. thoughts. Okay, so I think Cougars budget podcast was very podcast esque. <laughs> it had people talking in it, which I liked. You it sound like my moments. son describing something. It's like. Let me hit everything that's obvious and not give you me you any extrapolation. And I at think all. there was some moments there where, where there was people drinking beer, which I liked. I was into that. Dig deeper. <laughs> Dig deeper. Give that me. was me slapping Rick. Now we're moving on to Mike. 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 What did you wrap this up and, and give us some some of your final thoughts? I think my final thoughts for episode number two is we did much better. I, th- I think we were all better about waiting our turn to speak. I yes. think I think emotionally. Yes, I think we were all better waiting our turn to speak. <laughs> Rick, go ahead. Go ahead. Mike. Pardon me while I interrupt you, Rick. Okay. 
I think episode number two, we got into some really deep discussion of filth that made me understand the film a lot more. I, th I think, you know, I, as far as that being what was basically the main discussion here, it was either filth or it was Rick's afraidness to not bring home the toilet paper, which turned out he wasn't, he wasn't really afraid. You know, it, it, I really felt like this was a moment of enlightenment to, because to me, I thought, well, holy crap, this, this is a guy who... Who knows where his priorities is? If he arrives at home without toilet paper, he's going to be in big trouble. But no, that wasn't his thought. His his main thought was he might have to wake up and then after a cup of coffee, number one, he's got to take care of himself and he wanted to be prepared for that. Great, I, I you know I I think I think this podcast is only going to get better. And you know what? I think it started out hot shit. I think I think we're just going to continue to accelerate. <laughs> okay, good. Right on. I'm going to try to do some final thoughts here, and uh, only because I'm a loud, obnoxious piece of shit. Um, you want to give a shout out to Maggie's again? Because I've never been. Oh, Maggie's, by the way. First time I've ever been there, either. I mean, Maggie's, Ferndale, Washington. Please go there. Uh, Maggie was wonderful. She was polite. She was, she was, she, she was honest about her food. Um, well, what, what do you mean by that? It was funny because... Uh, I, 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 my dumbass. Um, I, I show up. There's a guy ordering beer. I already know what I want. I'm like looking around for a menus for her food. There's people right over there with their little boy, and this this gentleman is obviously a grandfather with his grandson, and and they're in this bar. And with his grandson? No, it's not Texas, by the way. Um, it's just people are allowed to bring children into places that serve alcohol up until about 6 p.m., depending on the place. It would be 9. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it was a wonderful place. Maggie was wonderful. And after the guy got done, I was like, I want this. I want this. I said exactly what I wanted. She knew exactly what I wanted. She started pouring it. She poured it at the same time. Taps were right next to each other. Poured in a perfectly timely manner. I asked her about her menu, and she was like, it's right over there on the big, giant blackboard right when you walked in. I'm a dumbass. Did I mention I'm a dumbass? And so I was like, well, shit, there it I, is. I disagree. So I, I, I look over at the board, and I'm looking, and I see pretzels with mustard, free with alcohol. And I'm like, well, I want it to go. That sounds awesome, doesn't it? Pretzels with mustard. I'm thinking, baked, beautiful pretzels. She goes, you don't want that. I just buy it from the dollar store. You don't want that. <laughs> she, she seriously said, don't get the mustard. You don't want to, I'm not going to charge you for that. Because she gets it from the dollar store and it's just a mustard that she makes, perhaps. I don't know. Um, it's, not like mustard, it's not like your mustard. It's not like my mustard. It's not my mustard. It's Deschutes mustard. And it's fucking delicious. And by the way, his pretzels. I think he should make that next time. I think I think have made that at the last game and I forgot. Oh, wait. You need to make it tomorrow. Because the game's on Sunday. We're playing D&D &D on Sunday. Anyway, uh, final thoughts, I think. <sighs> That's Maggie's in Ferndale, Washington. That is Maggie's in Ferndale, Washington. 2030 Main Street, Ferndale, Washington. You'll find Maggie's Pub, 360-656-6848. You can fill growlers. She has half growlers for sale right now. They're awesome little half growlers. They look like regular growlers. Only this big. It's adorable. She's smart oh enough to God. put her tap list on beermenus.com. I've always skipped over Maggie's, but I've seen today they had like an awesome selection. It was like, hey, why don't we hit that place? And I, th I think it paid off, you know. 
I think the next time I'm in Inferno, I'm going to be stopping by Maggie's. I think one of our first public podcasts should be in Maggie's. I honestly think yeah. she had the perfect back room. We could sit in the corner and just do our podcast. And she had Especially if we, we started on, like, on a Saturday and 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 did it early enough, right right when she opened. Nobody's going to be in there. Yeah, Nobody's going to be cool. in there. Nobody's as much of a drunk as I am. So, not even you guys. So, <laughs> I mean, we can get in there early enough to where we could do our podcast for two hours and or two hours and 11 minutes as we're at right now. And uh, uh, so Maggie, I, I think it would be beautiful. I think it would be brilliant. And we should obviously ask permission wherever we go. We, we have a date with you, Maggie. Maggie, we're Let's not be pervy. Let's not be pervy. Maggie. Pervy. All I'm saying is open up for us. That's all pervy. I'm saying, I'm saying pervy. is leg over the shoulder, leg over the shoulder. Who can hate that? Nobody. I, I think this is probably a good time to wrap it up. And I was in the middle of my fucking final thoughts, and y'all just interrupted me. Here's my final thoughts. Final thoughts. You know what? After watching Filth, thinking about Irving Berlin, or Irving Berlin. Wow, that was way off. Irving Welsh, I apologize. Irving Berlin and Irving Welsh. Yeah. Both, you're both geniuses, by the way. And Ivory. This is the song bed that goes under Jeff's goodbye. No, it's not. I think that uh, the human race is a beautiful and sexy and tragic thing, and I think you should all do something to make yourselves happy today, and and uh, you can do what I do and drink beer and hang out with these beautiful men right here, or you can go fuck your mother. <laughs> you can do that too. Have a wonderful day. All right. That's beer plus three. Bye bye. Make it happen. Well, that was a very enjoyable number two we just dropped on you all, wasn't it? Beer Plus 3 featured Jeff Swatman, Michael Zamora and Rick Anderson. Please subscribe so you won't miss out on future alcohol-fueled antics. And remember, no beer was harmed in the making of this podcast, except that small amount that Rick spilled at the start. What do you think Mom would say about spilled beer? You clumsy poop! What'd you do that for? Good night, everyone. I love you, and I mean it.